Welcome back to another episode of Dating Tales and Mating Fails with your host Trace and your co-host Aria. And today we have fellow comedian, just all-around great dude, Danny Fallon. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, the crowd is going wild. We have to put you. <laughs> How you doing, Danny? Doing pretty well. Can't complain. That's great. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do I do? Oh, man. Mostly, I just sit in the chair and try to piece together what the fuck has happened to me for the last 29 years. That's how I spend the majority of my time. I'll just sit somewhere and just be like, what is going on? People uh, pay you to do that? No. Oh. no one pays <laughs> I was like, that's a great job. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying I think that's what I spend the majority of my time doing. Gotcha. Just sitting and thinking. <laughs> like, no, I'm just there just, Existential dread, twenty four seven. Yeah, just disassociating, and yeah. I love it. How old are you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Can you tell us a little fun fact about yourself? Fun facts about myself: I have had a homoerotic experience before. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Elaborate. Yeah, you need. A, you can't just say that. <laughs> well, you said a fun fact. Why well, don't yeah. I go into details about it? You I know? feel like you should. I feel like that, What did you that, think was going to happen? That like, is the fact. Like you wanted a fun fact. Like. This is like like it's like a like a laffy taffy like you peel it back and it's like here's a fun fact. Okay, we get into that later. That can be a teaser. What do you do for a living? What do I do for a living? I'm a comedian and I also am I also dog sit. I watch people's animals mm-hmm. and uh, and then I do sometimes I'll do random gigs, uh, like various different things. Like uh, Sunday I was an elf for the city of Coconut Grove, Miami. Really? Yep. Because I saw you posting, like, pictures about being an elf. Yeah, I was an elf. I was paid to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, paid $150. Damn, so, I, I need a... Big time. I wish I got booked for Santa this You got to get an elf agent, bro. Dude, I, I I killed it back home when I was Santa. Dude, <laughs> made, that makes sense. I made five grand <laughs> a month. <laughs> be Santa. What are you doing? What? How much a month? Five grand. One month, and all that I did was sit down. That's it. That's incredible. It's a great game. You had, inter- you had to interact with children. Well, yeah, but I mean, I say the same canned lines. Oh, 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 what do you want for Christmas this year? You know, just over and over. It's great. Yeah, that would give me, that would stress me out, though. Kids, though? Yeah, kids are fucking annoying. Intrusive thoughts, you I know what I mean? just want to throw them in a blender. What? Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> that makes me feel better about it. I mean, I was just thinking about being worried about whether or not I was going to fuck them, not kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you it's said that right when I was taking some water. <laughs> no. And I'm not saying I would fuck them. I'm just saying I have OCD. So to be Santa, it would be stressful for me because I get intrusive thoughts. So intrusive thoughts are like when you think, like you're like, I shouldn't think this thought. So then you think it. And the thought might be like, oh my God, what if I want to fuck this kid? And it's like, I don't want to fuck this kid. But, but then you're having the thought because you want to think about not fucking the kid. Even though you have no desire to fuck the kid. You know what I mean? people do. This is well documented. It's called obsessive Not about compulsion. fucking children. We it's have a, intrusive thoughts, but mine are more like, oh my god, the parents should strangle this kid. Well, l- lucky you. You should be grateful <laughs> that you have those types of intrusive thoughts. So, <laughs> I think this leads into the next question perfectly. Are you single or are you taking? I'm single. That's good. I long have been single. Uh, what do you qualify as single? Um, not in a relationship. Not in a relationship. Not fucking doesn't matter. Fucking doesn't matter. Yeah, fucking doesn't matter. I mean, like if you, it's like a sex relationship, you can count that. But like if you're just fucking random hoes, like I don't. I think the last time 
the last time I was in a serious relationship would have been um, we broke up November 2019. Okay. Yeah. So it's been like three years. Yeah, I guess. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for helping me figure that out. And, uh, <laughs> my last serious relationship was May 2019, so it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to marry that woman. Wow. What's uh, her sexual orientation? Uh, straight. Straight, yeah, but with a homoerotic experience, I have had a homoerotic experience. I like how that's fun for you. I don't know if you're straight (laughs) since it was a fun fact. Well, it's a fun fact about me. I didn't say that the experience was fun, I said that it's a fun fact about me because did it did it or did it not make you guys laugh? It did make us laugh, it made you laugh, so it was fun. That's true, I'll give you that. It was a fun fact. This is the, the second worst fun fact we've had. The first one was somebody just listed every single mental disorder they had. See, that's fun. It was not. It was very scary. An episode went off the rails real fast. Just like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you monogamous or poly? I'm monogamous, but I that's just my... You know... I've only been monogamous. Like, I've only been... When I've dated someone, I've only been monogamous, right? Yeah. But I think that I... I think that I might be open to the poly thing. What he's saying is he would prefer monogamy, but if a really hot girl was like, hey, I want to date you, but I'm poly, and you'll be like, I'll take what I can get. No. No. I feel like I... I've only really been monogamous, but I feel like sometimes one of the issues with monogamy for me is like... When I'm having sex, I want to have more sex. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to have sex with other people, you know? And yeah. usually I feel the most confident when I am having sex with someone. Like, sexually, then then it's like, it's just more on my mind, you know? Yeah. But, you know, the other person is usually not poly, or I haven't I haven't really explored that option of doing it. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. How, if you don't mind me asking, how long has it been since you've had sex? Um, it, uh, I'm trying to think, because we did a little... Instagram FaceTime sex too so that doesn't count but that was it was a weird fling it was I, a weird situation I but. get it I just had phone sex the other day and I was telling her I was flipping through the photos that like we were sending each other and yeah. then it was just me staring at my dick jerking off and that's what I came to <laughs> that says a lot about me yeah that's that's incredible yeah uh, the worst part is that's not the first time I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that meme, you know, you ever seen that meme where it's like when when, when the porn accidentally buffers and you end up coming to the guy's head? Yeah. <laughs> like Except Johnny Sims bald head or something. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the top of a penis. So, July. July was the last time I had sex. Okay. Yeah. Like actual, like physical, my penis, penis and went, vagina. Yeah, penis yeah. vaginal. Just like penis blow vaginal. jobs every night since though. No, no, <laughs> no, no physical contact with another person since. Then. See, I just figured you'd be just crushing it. I don't know why. Yeah, I get that. People say that sometimes, but they don't know what it's like to be inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the problem. Is you're supposed to be inside somebody else. Right? <laughs> How many years have you been dating? What? Like when did you first start dating? Like eighth grade. Well, I guess technically fifth grade. Really? Yeah. It's weird. I have a weird, like, relationship with, with all this stuff. I was raised very religious. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
maybe even fourth grade. I know third grade. I had a. I know third grade. I had a crush on Kelsey Bat. I know for for sure um, because I wrote in my journal, "Danny likes Kelsey" because we were learning sentences. Yeah. And then my friend found it. And he's like, ooh, you like Kelsey? And I got so embarrassed, like, I chased him around the front lawn with a ladder. Yeah. Like, a literal ladder. Like, I was trying to impale him. <laughs> you know? That's funny. And uh, so I know, like, third grade, I, you know, I started having crushes, whatever. Fifth grade, I remember, was the first time, like, I asked someone out. Someone became my girlfriend. So fifth grade, I was crushing it. I really was. I was crushing it. I was breaking up with hoes just to take <laughs> It's downhill ever since. Yeah, it, it really has. It really has. Like, so... So fifth grade, I'm crushing it, right? I'm like, dude, like there was this one girl, Maya. I remember, I was like, I want to have sex with her. Like I, I knew that, like in my body. Wow. But so then around sixth grade, I tell my mom that I've been having a lot of erections, mm-hmm. and she's like, why? And I was like, because I've been thinking about girls, and uh, I think it was because I was guilty about it, and yeah. I kind of wanted to get some relief. Like I wanted her to co-sign that that was good or bad. Yeah. And unfortunately, she gave me the answer I didn't want, which I knew it probably was based on religious. Yeah. You know, based on our religion. It's the shame that comes with a lot of hyper-religious upbringing. Yeah, so she told me, like, you can't, like, you can't be doing that. If you're doing that, you're lusting, you want to not have erections. Like, if you, you know, like, you could go to hell, that type of shit. Like, so then for, like, then I got really fucked up and I just, like, tried to repress my sexuality for, like, basically till, like, junior, senior year. Junior year sort of came out, it just... It was just very strange. It was very, like... That also kind of led to the OCD of just, like, trying to control these natural thoughts. You know what I mean? And, um... So, yeah, I really... I really, um... But I guess I started dating when I was 10. But I really, really repressed it. I got you. Until probably junior year. I started being more open to it. But it was still weird. And then, like, senior year. And then when I started doing drugs I was like you know fully kind of open to it all yeah no I mean that seems to be what happens with that yeah like so when how old were you when you lost your virginity 20 20 yeah okay so you were killing it in 5th grade but you were like I'm not fucking any of these hoes I wanted to but then it was a then your mother yeah yeah so I really didn't think cause like even like junior year I remember this girl like thought I was cute and we were at the fair and like I think we held hands on a ride and then I was like, oh, I'm going to lead her on, and I don't want to marry her. Like, when you when you think about it, because I was, like, waiting till marriage, right? Yeah. So, like, when you're waiting till marriage, it gives you this fucked up idea because you're like, someone has to be perfect. Yeah. Because you're only going to get one your whole life. So yeah. So, you, you hyperfixate. You're like, it needs to be everything. It needs to be cute, pretty, make me so unbelievably horny, but also, like, they're, the like, the, a perfect person I can take around other people, like... You don't get to explore, like, all the things that you like and figure it out, you know? Yeah. No, I get that 100%. Like, I think that's the most wholesome story I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Like, good for you. (laughs) That was wholesome? (laughs) Yeah! You're talking about being like, oh, I didn't want to hurt a girl's heart. Like, that is, that's adorable. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's because I was like, oh, I don't want to marry her, so. But it's not, but it's not wholesome to me, though, because it's like, I didn't even let myself... We could have just enjoyed whatever that was for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, she likes me and I'm not going to marry her, so it can't happen. No, I get that, how that can definitely lead to... Now, I have seen her on Facebook recently and she's doing fine. And she, she... Listen, based on the way my life went and the way her life went, we were not meant to be together, so it's fine. That makes sense. But... I get it. You know. Yeah. No, that's how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you had to guess... How many first dates would you say you've been on? 
Um, damn. That's interesting, because, like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I don't really... I don't always... It doesn't always end up starting from, like, a traditional date kind of sense. Okay. You know, like, like when I was getting high and I was doing drugs, like, both of those situations, both of the girls that I was with then, like, we didn't go on a date. That's not yeah. what happened. We were just partying, and then we started hooking up and dating. And then even... Even in my sobriety and stuff, I would say that, um, and that's just like how that's like the for me it's like the it's like BC eighty. No, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how many first dates? I don't know, man. Maybe I would say probably in the ten to fifty range. Ten to fifty? Yeah, fifty. Fifty. That's a huge like. <laughs> well, because it's like I know that there's been people that I've gone on dates with that I didn't have sex with. Yeah, I know that. For instance, so. And I know that there's people that I went on dates with that it didn't lead anywhere. So it's not so it's not like the amount of partners I've been with. I know that number. Gotcha. You know? And it's ten. Yeah. And then the one homoerotic experience, but that's different. And then um but but I know that there's more dates than that. So I know and then some of those ten didn't start from a date. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I gonna s- say I'm gonna say ten to fifty. I okay. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. How many of them do you think turned out to be second dates? Um, probably ten to twenty. Ten to twenty. Yeah. So either you crushed it with a hundred percent or like fifty percent. Well, sometimes I also chose no. Yeah. You know, like there was one girl that I met on Tinder one time, and it seemed like, oh man, like based on her pictures and her vibe and her bio, I was like, okay, sweet. You know, like. This seems like this could be up my alley. Yeah. Um, it's probably like 2018. And she was like at a music festival, so we couldn't meet up. So finally it was like probably like a month of talking, right? Yeah. Which, as you know, is kind of hard to but keep going. If it's you exhausting. Haven't met up. If you haven't met up, you have to play it very well. You have to like maybe wait a couple days and then like get them reinterested, get good banter. It's hard to sustain that. And like after like two weeks, if you haven't met up, it feels like it's probably not going to happen. Right? Yeah. It's pretty hard to be like, and, and sometimes that's a sign too. Like, if they are willing to meet up after a month, they might not be <laughs> the highest quality. No, and that, I'm with you 100%. That's why I have a general rule is like, if it's after a week and we don't have anything, it's normally next. Yeah. Like, just for the fact that if you want to be with me, you're going to make the time to be with me. Like, I would give it at least two weeks or three weeks, though, because people get busy, and, like, people don't always check the, the apps. Yeah. So. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm talking about, like, we're texting a lot, yeah. we're talking, and, like, of course, things come up, and yeah. I, I let that real slide for, like, okay, your house burned down. Like, I get that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a reasonable thing. <laughs> but, yeah, but that didn't happen. No. No one's house burned down. Oh, once, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, but so then I finally met up with her, and she did not look like her pictures at all. Gotcha. We did a lunch date. I was working at the time in an office, so I left work to go on a Tinder date, and I met her, and she was like next door at the smoke shop, and to the place that we we're gonna eat. And then like I went in, I was like, "There's no one that looks like pictures that are in that's in here." And then she turns around, she's like, "Danny," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then went on the date and I, you know, I paid for it and whatever and but I was just like nah you know it's, it's always a weird thing getting in that situation because 
Basically, they lied to you. Yeah. But then you still feel obligated to go through with it, even though. Yeah, you can't be like an asshole. Also, I gotta eat. Yeah. And I was doing pretty well at the time. Like, yeah. I'm not a big spender. Yeah. Like, I was doing okay financially, and I was just like, <laughs> dude, I need to eat. You're a human being. Like, immediately my mode switched to like compassion and just like, all right, like, let's. And it took all the pressure off. I was just like, I'm gonna be who I am, like, completely. Like, I try to always be myself, but it's just like, I didn't care. Like, oh, if it scares you, like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know. Did you, did you get a blowjob? No, no. Oh. I just said, hey, good to, good to meet you, whatever. And just some... I don't think I let her off then. I think it came, like, over a message a couple days later. Oh, you didn't just ghost her? No. You're a good guy, Danny. I try to be. Like, I mean... I would have just been like, oh yeah, I sent like a couple of messages <laughs> and slowly over time, <laughs> just never respond. Sometimes you do have to go, though. Oh yeah. Like some, like, you know, sometimes it is almost the most humane thing. It just depends on the situation. It's all situational to me. Oh yeah. You know, like, also it's like some people, like, you haven't earned that yet. Like, there's, that's, what we had doesn't warrant a, it would be dramatic, in my head it's like dramatic, but I learned that like, like the there was one girl I had sex with recently in turn, well, like a year ago, but that's recent for me. I gotcha. Um, and uh, it's like we had sex and then like I didn't know, basically I was just like, I don't, I feel like this would be too much. Just be like, because she said, oh, you know, it's just whatever. We're just hooking up, whatever. And I thought like maybe if I was like, hey, after thinking about it more. I don't know. Like, I thought that would be too dramatic, right? Yeah. But then she kind of was like, yeah, you kind of ghosted me after we had sex. And that was hurtful. And, like, and I literally said that to her. And she was like, no, it would totally have been warranted. And I was like, okay, for sure. I feel that. So, you know, it's hard to know sometimes. I get that. So, this is going to be a weird follow-up to that. How many relationships do you think you've had? Um, like we like we dated, right? Like yeah, like actual boyfriend girlfriend. We're not going to count fifth grade because you were. I mean, that's going to skew these numbers completely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to skew those numbers. And then, and none of us we didn't do anything other than like hold hands. Yeah, yeah. We didn't kiss. Okay. So, I mean, that's. I would say two, one, two. Um, shit. Okay, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Probably, um, shit, man, probably four. Four? I think four. Yeah, okay, that's a reasonable, that's about where I'm at, so. Yeah, like four. That's not a bad number to have. I'm also four. Really? Look at us. Oh, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have had other things where it's like, it was enough of a fling or enough of a thing, it just didn't get to the label thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking about those, and I'm like, damn, all right, well, we were having sex and we were basically hanging out and doing like going on dates and all that stuff for like a month and weren't seeing anyone else yeah and you're like oh, what was that you know exactly. but, but, but you're right it wasn't well I mean you can still count those it just depends on I guess what you consider to be a relationship you know what I'm saying yeah it's I would count only the conversations where you've been like okay we're exclusive yeah mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I think you guys are both wrong on that. Okay. <laughs> you do? I do. Well, I, I, okay, I count a friend with benefits as one of mine, but we were friends with benefits for like three years, and I lived with them for a while, and we quarantined together during COVID, so that was basically a relationship. It was just 
an open relationship, I guess. I just think that sometimes, as you said, you just kind of fall into these things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's never said, hey, we're starting to date, we're being exclusive, but yeah. it has gotten to points where you're just like, oh, the that's my girlfriend. It's yeah. just for everything but the word girlfriend. Right. Yeah, like she yeah. she falls in line with everything that you would consider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I count one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I had a joke. You were there, I think, for Saturday when I said, like, like we, me and my ex-girlfriend, it's like, you ever be in a relationship where it's like, you're not even, you don't even realize that you're dating until you break up? Because <laughs> it's like, then you're like, well, yeah, we're breaking up. We're breaking up because we obviously were together. <laughs> That's Wait, why we have to break up. That's why a conversation has to happen. But the whole time you didn't even really acknowledge that it was a relationship. That it's that you didn't use that label, but it's like, what the fuck else is this? Exactly. We it's like we spend every free night together. We sleep over, we date, we don't see anyone else. That's what it is. We're fucking dating. Dude. It's like, yeah, dude, you're dating that person. You are yeah. in a relationship with that person. Yeah. But probably for the only reason then you just don't want to be single. When you, I think that's really what it comes to when you're doing that. It's like, because when you're not actually saying boyfriend, girlfriend, you're not putting those labels on it. It's more of like a, an intense fling than anything else. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's just like, I don't know, sometimes too it's like the kind of, the, you date certain people where they just don't give a shit. Or it's like, it's kind of like, some, like I remember one, you know, some people are like, ugh. I'm like 28 or I'm 31. Like, I don't want to be saying my boyfriend. Like, so they're just like, it's my partner or whatever. Like, it's just like, the label sometimes is like, seems childish to some people, you know? Yeah, I don't get that. I I know what you're talking about when people say that, but it's like, what else are you going to call them? Right. Like, what else? Yeah. What are you going to invent? Partner? Yeah. Like, and I get the only thing that makes you sound like you're gay. That does. (laughs) It's like, you're trying to hide something and say partner. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of like woke. It's PC. I got you. It's like, oh, this person, you know, it's like, it, she's an actor, not an actress. I got that. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of in those circles of people. I'm Where it's you. more like, uh, this is my equal partner, the, the gender is irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I would say, that. I like significant other. I yeah. That's a, a more... That's I guess so. Yeah. Imagine if someone asks you, like, are you dating? You're like, I have a significant other. <laughs> When you put it like that, <laughs> well, that's how you would like, right? Like, it'd be funny. <laughs> how did you meet those four people that you had relationships with? Um, so the first girl, Alex, I met her at a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a band and we were having a bonfire, and she came over, and then my other friend Boots said that she thought I was cute. And then I think we added each other on Facebook. So then I was on a lot of drugs at this time. So then maybe like two weeks later, I went over to her house with boots. Yeah. But I was like really fucked up. Or whatever. At least fucked up enough for her to be like, eh. It kind of like deterred her. Like, And then I went to rehab shortly afterwards. Yeah. Like I think, I think the bender that started me going to rehab the first time was that first night of the bender, I went over to her house. And so good call on her part. And then when I got out, I started talking to her again. And then we just like, I went over there again one time, like on another bender, and was just like super fucked up. Like for instance, I went over there, she agreed for me to come over, and it was like late at night, I had nowhere to stay. And so, but she didn't, I wasn't allowed to stay there, but I was like so fucked up. 
and I was like, I'm pretty much gonna stay here. Like that's gonna be the plan. I had Xanax, and I also had been on like a lot of amphetamines and Adderall and Vyvanse and shit. Yeah. And uh, and I hadn't slept in like two days, so I basically give her and her sister Xanax, and then her sister was also kind of hotter to me in some ways. So okay. I kind of wanted to bang her sister too. So I was like so fucked up. Like the ego and the pride came yeah. over, came over where you just like you know you're so fucked up. You're like yeah, I know you invited me over, but I been, I could bang your sister. Yeah. Also, I'm a virgin at this point. So. <laughs> uh, I, I was with you for a long time. <laughs> I've always he had just a, wants to learn to multiply before he learns to add. <laughs> I always had that delusional self-confidence in there. You know what I mean? Listen, I love it. I love it. What happened to it? So, so yeah. And, uh, well, I'm not fucked up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different when you're painfully sober and aware yeah. of who you really are. Oh, yeah, it's, it stinks. That's why I stay sober because alcohol gives me inhibition. Sobriety, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Drugs do yeah. weird, different things to me than they do most people. Okay. Yeah. I respect but that. I don't do drugs, guys, anymore. He, he, he winked. This is an audio. This is an audio podcast. Yeah, normally I say wink, but I was like, hmm. maybe I, I said should. Wink. Thank you. Yeah, asshole. What are your favorite ways to meet a mate? Wait, I'm not going to finish that one. There's oh, you're still going? going? Yeah, 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 that's not even close to done. Oh yeah. shit, go! So, so then I'm over there, right? And yeah, then I'm. Uh, so, so we're we're hanging out, we're watching TV, and I give them both Xanax, and so. The girl that Alex that I ended up losing my virginity to and dated that's the first one, she passes out. So then me and her sister are talking for a while. And it, honestly, if I knew what I know now, I probably could have closed the deal. No yeah. problem, right? Oh yeah. Like, we're talking forever. It's just me and her. It's late at night. We're both fucked up. Like it was, but I just back then I didn't know what to do. All I could do is just keep talking, talking. Yeah. Crushing, crushing and talking. Yeah. But I just know. No hand on the knee, no like. You no didn't make thigh, any. No, nothing. Like, <laughs> no leaning in, no making out, nothing. We've all been there. Like, we were literally just talking yeah. about this. I, 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 to this day, I'm still really the king of that. Like, I, dude, I'll crush talking, talking, talking. And like, I've gotten better, but it's still the hardest part, you know? Oh, yeah. It's the, the escalation, especially as a guy, because. Yeah, because then, like, what if you put your hand underneath? She's like, wait, what are you doing? I've had that. I've exactly. had that. Exactly. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, this is going really well. And then you start making a move, and then she thinks you're a creep for making a move. And you're like, you did everything. It's like I went to a girl's house. So I didn't say this one yet. This girl's had on her dating profile, I'm looking for friends with benefits. She sent me a message. I just, I moved in this week. I just set up my bed. You should come over. It was 11 o'clock at night. I drove all the way to fucking Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm going to get some pussy. She wasn't even that good looking. I get in there and I go and I start going for a kiss. And she's like, what? You thought you were going to have sex with me? I was like, do I need to show you the notes? Like, like, what the fuck do you think is going on here? Like, you said friends with benefits. I made, what else could this be? So it just made out and I had blue balls. Then I drove home and I I got a ticket for never registering my car in this state. And I've lived here a year and a half. But also, don't take Texas away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's so brutal. 
That's probably the worst thing that's happened to me dating recently. I don't know why I didn't think about that when you asked me that earlier, Aria. God damn. I've had that. I've had that. I had that recently with someone where it's like, we did all this stuff. She had already... We went to get tacos. We were going to have sex. That was totally in the... We had already talked about it. Yeah. Then we... Before the date. Like, we had talked about it in person. Yeah. And then we met up, whatever. We go to get tacos. And then she's like, I want to see it. So she takes my penis out. And I'm like, in Miami, on the side of the street, parked. She like looks at my penis. She's like, "This is good." And then, was it hard? No, it was like semi <laughs> Okay, that's that's reasonable. Like, yeah. this is good. <laughs> it, was, it was strange. It was strange. She's like opening the package before she buys it. Right, I respect it. Right, she's doing her homework. Like, listen, if you're gonna drive an hour north with me, I get it. Yeah. What am I gonna get? What do I? What am I gonna get when I get there? You exactly. I mean? No. Well, normally it's just that's why dick pics. I think. They have value in this world. It's just you don't send them unsolicited. Right. I know send them, but yeah. I mean, I have to, like, I had, like, two. One of the times it ended up being a trans woman I didn't know. Yeah. Um, till after. Yeah. And that was totally interesting um, because, like, I think I've sent, like, two or three dick pics in my life. Really? And then the other time was, like, this whole thing where this person online was just, like, trying to seduce me for, like, a period of months. I also was doing nofap, so I wasn't jerking off. And then, like at the end of it, they finally got me to send a dick pic, and then immediately their profile disappeared on Facebook. Oh my god! And so someone has my dick pic. Probably a dude. I mean, they probably just sold it online. Yeah, that's probably exactly. What but I also, with that one, I sent them a semi chub. Okay. I always, you see, my whole thing about dick pics is like, if it's out there, good. Like that's really it. Somebody says that's Trace's dick. I'm like, good. I want people to know what it looks like. Like, but that's also because I'm a little weird like that. That's why I host this with her. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's good. It's a fun, it's a fun time. It is, man. That's what it's about. So, so then, so she, so sister goes to bed too, right? And then I'm just there, and so now no one's kicked me out, and this is great because I'm homeless. So then I go into the girl that I was seeing was passed out on the couch. So I go into her room to kind of hide because I'm feeling like parents are going to be out. So then she catches me at like four in the morning reading her Bible. I was reading Revelations because I was so fucked up. I was like, ooh, I wonder what Revelations is like when I'm this fucked up. <laughs> so I'm reading like her personal Bible with like notes in it and shit. Yeah. At like four in the morning, she's like, what are you still doing here? And she's like, you got to get going. So my, her sister gives me a ride home and then the door is locked, whatever. That's a whole other story. So then, so again, I keep having these opportunities with her but I'm too fucked up right finally like probably what two months three months later I'm living with at this gay guy's house and I'm homeless but that's where I'm staying and she comes over and I'm not that fucked up I'm like just smoking weed and she starts to you know she's like alright this is the guy that I, that I met that's cool and cute whatever and then um, and then we get drunk like the next night or two nights later whatever and then she um, she tries to give me oral mm -hmm. and then I'm like so fucked up I tell her no but that was because I unprocessed trauma from the homoerotic experience I think and the homoerotic experience was first that was my my first sexual experience ever in life was prostituting myself for money with a man damn yeah good for you yeah living it up like seriously just, just taking a walk on the wild side baby I mean that's really it I love it so yeah I guess that's how I met her does that sum up how I met the first one Okay, that, on to the second one. That was a long story. And then the next night, so then, so we do that, and the next night we're hanging out, and she's like, you realize 
I had your dick in my mouth last night. And I was like, yes, I do. She's like, we should try that again. So I didn't get, I tried not to get too fucked up. I did take a Trazodin. I don't know if you know what that is. Sleeping pill. Yeah, I'm not gonna get too fucked up. I'll take a sleeping pill. Because I I wanted Xanax, but no one had Xanax, so they had Trazodone, so I said, fuck it. And then I drank a few beers, but I didn't get blacked out. And I smoked some weed or whatever, and then I lost my virginity to her. And then we started dating after that. The second one, I I just want to say this that girl really liked you. She put up with you getting fucked up two times, like destroying the way that she views you, and then still came back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good for you, Danny. Yeah. Like, that, like... Winner. God bless. <laughs> the gift of gab, baby. <laughs> um, the second one, I was, uh, I was a heroin addict, mm-hmm. and I was on a bender, and this girl I had met previously through another friend, apparently, or she had met me, I don't really remember, but, so, I'm, I'm homeless, and I'm working at this place doing um, oil changes and tire repairs. Yeah. And I'm basically on a heroin crack bender. And I call up my friend Emily. I don't have a phone. I call up my friend Emily, and she gives me she agrees to give me a ride. So she gives me a ride, and then they're also going to take me to go buy heroin. So we go to buy heroin, and then my dealer's like in the hospital or something. It's like a whole thing. So she's like, hey, my friend Emily thinks you're cute. And I'm like, I haven't had sex since the last girl. It's been like a year. And I'm like, and now I'm pretty desperate. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that could be fun. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll entertain it, whatever. So, anyhow, I get heroin, and we're all hanging out, and I'm like, okay, cool. And so, you know, and then, like, uh, we're hanging out, and I'm like, she's fun. She's fun to hang out with. And then, uh, this is insane, actually. So, we all are hanging out. I'm doing heroin. I'd done crack the night before. And then, I'm talking to her. I'm like, I'm pretty, like, excited about life. I'm, like, starting to, like, get that, like, thing where you're like a junkie, and your life's falling apart, but you get, you start to get excited about, like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my shit together. I'm gonna, I might move to, like. California, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally get the music thing going, like all this stuff, right? Like I'm super like pumped and positive about my life, and then I'm like, hey, can you pull over here? And I shoot up, and then <laughs> I shoot up and I black out, and I'm because I think I'd taken some Xanax that day too, and maybe drank some alcohol. Yeah, I'm almost positive, and so then apparently I go into the dark side of myself, and I'm like, I just want to die, I just want to fucking die, and we still end up having sex. I think that night. Or maybe we made out that night, and then the next night we had sex. So I met her as a homeless drug addict, staying on someone else's, like, there was literally a mattress in their living room, and I was staying on it, and that's how we met. Yeah, I see. That's the second. I'm just going to say this. That means that there's somebody out there for everyone. Yes. You could be on heroin, homeless, living on somebody's couch, and still find a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking amazing. (laughs) That is, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to be young, you know. I know, right? I think when you're young, like shit like that is like fun and exciting, you know. Yeah. But to be even to be fair, like I don't know, like I'm the type of person, like some something that I was involved with recently was also something where it's like the person was fucked up, and I mean they told me they were clean or whatever, but like even as someone who's you know eight years sober and whatever, like I still like sometimes people are just exciting and they're fun to be around regardless of what they have going on and and if you don't take life too seriously it can be a fun time 100 you know percent. I mean? like it's you know you gotta be careful because like if someone's fucked up like they're they can be very manipulative and you know they sometimes want money from you but if you know your boundaries and you know what you're willing to to give and what you want out of something and you're trying to be um you try to be 
up front and, and try not to use people. I'm, I'm looking for a good word to say not like respectful. Yeah. You know? Chivalrous. Um, well, not chivalrous, but like like I'm saying for either, this is like a universal thing to gotcha. like anyone listening. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You can have a good time. You know what I mean? 100%. If you're not too picky, you know, like, oh, this person needs to have a house and like this. Yeah, that's like a, that's you know place of residence. That, that's a too high a bar for you. <laughs> oh man! Do you want to? Should I do the other two or no? Or should we just move on? Uh, are they are they good stories? Or are they okay stories? I think they're all pretty good stories. You know. Well, we were just looking for like I met her at a bar. I met her at a dating. <laughs> oh, I, I was I don't have that kind of life. <laughs> yeah, you made it very clear. Yeah. These things just kind of happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have that kind of life, dude. That's not. It's also not how I view my own life. Like it's like if you ask me a question, I'll go off on like a thing over here. Yeah, because it's like the way that I think about things and how much I like read into it and overthink like. Like Nothing it. is like, it's like, hey, how are you? And it's like, ah, it's like, <laughs> like that's gonna be a whole thing. I could, I could talk about that for an hour. You no, know what I mean? like, I'm with you. I was uh, at a thing last night, and I said, hey, how's it going? And the guy goes, good. And I don't, he goes, how about you? I go, good. And he's like, okay. I'm like, yeah. So we lied to each other. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like, oh, nobody's doing well right now. Everybody's but, depressed. Yeah, <laughs> but going to the nature of like, I don't know. What do you want to know? Like, yeah, on this level, on these parameters, these things are well. But here, I'm, like, I'm a little bit lonely at night sometimes. <laughs> like, but there's so many things to say. There's... I'm going to use that next time. Says, How's it going? I'm lonely at night. <laughs> sometimes okay, can I you get give, nervous. Can you give short answers for how did you meet the other three? Okay, okay. The third one, the third one I met, long story short, I worked at a rehab and she ended up being a patient. And that sounds really fucked up. And because it is. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not really sounding. It is a fucked up thing. Sounds but, like you took advantage of but, somebody. But no, I have to say, I have to say for my own sake and my own image that I waited. She was into me. Of course, you know, like... And, of course. Is what you're about to yeah, say. <laughs> she was into me. Look at me. I'm Danny Fallon. She was into me and I knew that that was inappropriate. So I waited. And then once I met her out in public again, the treatment center shut down... And we, I wasn't working there, and she, she wasn't a client there, and she was doing better with her life. Yeah. Then we, we met, we ran into each other again, and then I kind of talked to some people in my life that I respect, and they, they gave me the green light that it was okay to do. Okay. And so I went, I went through with it, and then that's we good. started dating, and the sex was phenomenal, and that's that one. Yeah. We went on a date. That me and her went on a date. We went out. We like walked on Atlantic Ave. I think we got ice cream or something, and we talked, and I kissed her. And, so we had, that was like a first that's great. date. Yeah, that's a that's oh man, and that's then the least depressing one so far. <laughs> and that was and you I took advantage of somebody. <laughs> I did. I feel like I did enough. No, I you did enough. Like, you yeah. did enough. I'm not, it just it sounds funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course you're right. Because uh, I want to be a good guy. Oh, my whole uh, no, I, was, uh, I was texting somebody else uh, the other day. I was like, why do I have to be a, such a good person? Why can't I just be a piece of shit every now and then? I know. Dude, I know, man. Uh, my numbers would skyrocket if I was okay with being a piece of shit. <laughs> I just want to be... To- I want to be toxic in a breakup. Like, I feel like I'm... Ne- I, I feel like... Like, I want to be... I want to be one of these people who could just, like, call their ex and be like, what's going on? Like, ah... Uh, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, it's just like, okay, we ended. Respect. Like, I have sent you a text. There's nothing else. It's the ball's in your court, and I respect that. 
But you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I want to be like, yeah, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I, shit like that. I tried that, like, two weeks ago, and I messaged my ex that lives down here, and her response was, you were the one that ended this trace. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, what a good way, great response, but also, I missed her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. And then the fourth one I met, she, um, we were friends for a while, and she was like going through a breakup, and then, in retrospect, I knew, I should have known she had a crush on me, but whatever, she broke up, we, and then she was into me, and I, I told her that I had erectile dysfunction, and so eventually, we first met up. We had kind of, like, gone on some dates. We went out for my birthday. She's like, I want to take you out for your birthday. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, that was a date. And then she, like, messaged me. And she's like, hey, so I have a crush on you. And I was like, hey, you know, like, I'm not really... I, 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 I like, admire you and all this stuff, but I don't know if I'm really sexually attracted to you. I basically said that. You know, I said, like... <laughs> Respect. You know, I said, like... That's brutal. I said, no, I said, that, I said that you're aesthetically, like, pleasing, but I don't know what you're... <laughs> Like, and that's really how it is, like, in my head. I like, like, she didn't, I wasn't turn me on, but, like, I like her, and I, yeah. it's cool to, like, it's cool to be seen with her, like, if that makes sense. Like, it's, it doesn't, like, it, it matches my brand, like, in my image of who I am, like, you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense. We, like, look similar, we're both kind of alternative people, shit like that, but whatever. So, but then she, she, again, was kind of, like, she kind of kept pursuing me, and she was like, well, I'll help you cure your erectile dysfunction, like, let's hang out. And just as friends, like, we'll hook up and, uh, you know, we can, like, work through it together. And so eventually I was like, all right, I'll do it, you know? So I was having, like, a lot of anxiety. I was, like, trying to pursue this other person and it was, like, giving me a lot of anxiety. So eventually I met up with her and it was so fun. We were already such good friends and it was fun to be with her and it was, it was comfortable to have sex. And then we started having sex and it was, like, good to be having sex again. And, like, the friendship was already there and the, the you know, chemistry. So that just kind of blossomed into a whole thing. I feel that. But it did end for the same reason that... It didn't start. Yeah, which is kind of shitty. I mean, it, you let it be known from the start that you weren't into her. Like, she wasn't that wow to you. She didn't give you that. So is it, is it shitty that you let it be known, she tried to pursue it and make it happen, and it just wasn't there? I think it's shitty in... Like, I've learned from that, and I hope, even though I haven't, yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking hard to learn these lessons but I've tried to learn the lesson of like don't have sex with someone just because they want to have sex with you like you should I should want for me oh. I should want to have sex with you oh yeah yeah because otherwise we'll probably end up connecting I usually connect pretty well with people yeah it's gonna be fun I'm gonna enjoy I, I, I'm a people person I love people they're interesting to me so I'm going to like fall in love with your personality. You're going to fall in love with mine. It's going to blossom, but then it's not going to get me all the way there. So it's like it's just going to end in disarray and heartbreak. So it's like it's better if I just listen to my some of my gut responses in the beginning and not engage just because it's nice to be wanted. It's it sh I shouldn't I should probably not do that unless unless I can be just totally brutally honest and be like, "Hey, let's just fuck." But honestly, dude, sometimes I wonder if that's even a fucking thing. Yeah, because you I've, catch feelings for them, especially if you're already friends with them. Right. I've never 
thought of that not being a thing. I, that's how, like, 90% of the time... I, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it happens, but how does every friends with, rela- friends with benefits relationship end? Someone gets his feelings. Right. No, the, the woman with one arm, uh, she... She got a boyfriend and we ended that. Okay, so, but most of those situations, that's how they end. I don't think I've ever had one end like that. Well, why lucky was, you then, you're the exception. <laughs> why was it not working? Like, why does it not, like, what happens that it doesn't go there for you, you think? I think that it's, so, like, the way that I was raised um, was, my dad always told me the stories about, like, when he was hooking up with girls, you know what I'm saying? And so, sex was almost something that, wasn't sacred it was something that just kind of happened and something that you pursue in your life and i I was talking about this the other day where he said for him it was like a game it was something he wanted to play where he was like i then if he gets it he wins for me it was something that was supposed to be done so we were both going after the same thing when we were around the same age but we were doing it for different reasons. He was doing it because he wanted to do it. I was doing it because I thought, well, that's what you're supposed to do. And it really fucked up my view on it. Yeah. So that's why I think I can just completely disassociate like with certain people's sex. It's like, okay, we're just going to have sex. It's going to be fun. And then we'll never talk to each other again. And it'll be great. And it doesn't matter. We don't have to build something off of this. It doesn't have to be something that's so like behind closed doors that's one of the main reasons i like doing this podcast is because it puts it out there in a way that isn't like so like hush hush about it but it's still talked about in a a way that's candid you know what i'm saying and that's how i always viewed it yeah so that's that's why i'm able to disassociate it that makes sense yeah yeah i'm i'm sometimes like Jealous of people like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That would be nice to just have sex with really no strings attached. Yeah. Do you guys really not? I mean, for me, it's hard to have sex with someone that I don't have a connection with. Yeah. And then if I have a connection with them, like, you're going to get feelings for them. Even if it's well, just, like, a friend connection. But, like, I get it. even if you don't want to date them, like, you don't want to see them with other people. It's one of those things. No, I, no I'm with you on that. Um, I, I think the way that, especially, I'm going to mansplain this. Uh, <laughs> as a woman, I understand where you're coming from. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm from the belief that women want sex a lot more than men do. But because when a woman has sex with a man, she wants it more and she grows the attraction in the man. Versus a man, when he has sex with a woman, that attraction's ever fleeting every time you do it with that person. Right, right. Like, because, like, the first time, like, when you want to have sex with somebody the first time, you're like, oh, my God, I want this. And the second time, you're like, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big deal the first time. The second time is a little... From what I understand, the women that I've talked to, and I've brought this up to, they they agree with me on it, that for them, it's like, it's the building of the attraction, Mm -hmm. because, like, the first time you have sex with a stranger, it's terrible, like, a lot of the time, you guys don't understand each other, your bodies don't work, unless you're fucking strangers, like, a lot, like, I got really good at it for a while, then I just stopped fucking strangers, and I'm really bad at having sex with strangers, and that sucks, but... God, I want to do it more. <laughs> love having sex. I love having sex with strangers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I think that's also like the biology of it too, though. Yeah. Like men, are, we, we want to, like, the, bio, you know, the biological reason for us to have sex is to spread our seed. And women want to 
raise children and so they like want to fall in love with their partner because then that would help keep him around help raise the child and stuff like that like we're like some of this stuff in this like postmodern world or whatever whatever the modern world whatever is like we have all these ideas but we're also still fighting our own biology and we're fighting our own because that's the thing it's like like we were me and her are talking about like you have sex with someone but it's like yeah intellectually I'm like yeah it would be nice to just have sex mm-hmm. but it's like I know for myself I'm very aware of my feelings and emotions yeah. and they start happening regardless I'm already a compassionate dude to begin with I already really like people and I'm, I try to be loyal I see the best in people I can forgive a lot of shit I can let go of a lot of shit so that makes me fucking easy going yeah. makes me agreeable so like you combine that with like a wave of endorphins and fucking dopamine I mean it's fucking hard to like no, I, just so, be like it's hard to like I like it's hard to like not like someone in yeah, general it is because then you're like okay now I had this great experience with them now I'm more connected with them right even though like you know you don't want to date this person right but, but after you had that experience it's like hmm but I'm so much closer to this person than all my other prospects, and now I'm just going to keep doing it more. Yep. I get that, but that's also, like, as long as you guys aren't saying boyfriend, girlfriend, you can still talk to other people. As yeah, long as I you know. don't, yeah. Yeah, we do still talk to other people. Yeah, so you just it's fuck hard. them it makes it, a it lot. Things. <laughs> it does. It gets very complicated. I got it. I mean, I get where you guys are coming from, and I honestly, I wish I could have that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wish it was one or the other. Yeah. I wish yeah. it was just like. Yeah. I wish one. I could compartmentalize relationships more. Right. Gets pretty dope when I'm when I when I was hoeing it up in like from like 2010 to 2017. God, I was that was a long time. Was the whole year. Dude, it really was like like a million the stars. Holden years. Exactly. The Holden years. Let me ask you this though. Because, like, when you're saying that you can't really disassociate it, how many one-night stands do you think you've had? <laughs> well, I don't even know if they're one-night stands. You know what I mean? Like, the one girl I was telling you about, about in December, yeah. it's like, she saw me do a comedy, we added each other on Instagram, we flirted, she came to see a show, we talked after the show, she wanted to go out that night, and I was like, mm, let's just do a rain check, let's do a Friday, because I had work in the morning and stuff. And I also wanted to hang out with the comics and, like, kind of deep, you know, like debrief, like, process the show. Yeah. And so then we ended up hooking up on Friday, but it ended up being a one-night stand, but that was also because she had herpes. So I I'll ended, do it. I ended up being, like, I don't want to do... I want to get tested and not have herpes and just... Never I don't want to keep that. running this risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I did it raw. And, uh, and... But that's a whole other story. But anyhow, so I don't have herpes. Anyhow... Uh, <laughs> let's clap it up for Danny not having herpes. <laughs> I always feel bad for people sometimes where it's like, like you should never have sex with a comedian because we're just gonna go and <laughs> just talk about talk it on stage, on podcast, yeah. all Like I'm very happy that I had the hoe years, so that's what I draw from for like 90 percent of this. Yeah, that's such a difference too. Is like you're just like, oh, these are hoes. Yeah. In my head, I'm like thinking about these each, are people. Each, like, yeah, <laughs> each one of these people, I have some sort of like significant. Even if it's so brief to me, it's so significant. Like I understand they're a real person, and like I can understand what they go through, and like that is their life, and like yeah, that's just who I am. But. Um, Wait, one night stands. So, is that a one night stand? 
Honestly, no, it's not because you were going in it. It seems like with the intention to do it longer term. I probably would have had a casual thing with her for. Yeah, time. so I don't think that's a one night. I mean, like you meet somebody and you fuck them. That's that's never happened. That's never happened actually. That I think about it, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Really? Don't think so. I feel like you've had a ton of chances. You're a, you're a handsome guy. You got on stage. You crush. No girls ever just go like, on. Uh, you have a big dick. <laughs> you love war. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Keep going. Those are all the positives about you. Yeah, that's it. That's the list, baby. <laughs> that's that's not much ends. more. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, yeah, I probably do have opportunities, but again, I'm just not wired, and I don't drink anymore either. So it's like, I'm just, I just don't. It's hard. Like, it's just a hard thing for me to, like, wrap my head around. Like, okay. there was this girl, like, at Patonk. You know Patonk? Yeah. I was there one night, and, like, she was, like, talking to me, and then she was, like, in the bathroom, and then she was, like, oh, come in, or whatever. And I was, like, okay. So then I, like, was peeing, and she was, like, in the bathroom, and she, like, invited this and asked me to do this, kind of. And I was, like, like, it took me until, like, afterwards to be, like, oh, that probably could have been a thing. Yeah. That probably could have been, like... <laughs> like, I, you blow me right here. Yeah. Like if I was more comfortable with that or knew, like, hey, so, you know, or if I, like, got up, like, you know, closer to her or something and, like, yeah, just yeah. felt it out, like, but then, like, I don't even think about that till like, 20 minutes later. I sometimes. gotcha. So, yeah, I probably do pass up on one night stands, but I don't know. I'm gonna, I, I wanna hang out with you more after the comedy shows and then I'll just, like, be your little, like, the devil in your ear and be like, you should fuck that girl. She wants to fuck you. <laughs> it's tough though because I also fear that a lot of women you know will want to be with me that's like a fear like I don't think that a lot of women see me as like that guy you know what I mean like I as don't, a fuck boy yeah I don't I don't think that I give off that energy so it's like <sighs> you see I think that you're thinking of god this is gonna sound so bad you're thinking of them as like people <laughs> like but it's not that they're not. It's just like, the, have you ever seen somebody and thought like, oh, I just want to have sex with that person, like just off of the look of them? Yes, of course. They've probably done the same for you. For a lot of women, it's more of a mental thing. So like, you get up on stage and like you're killing it. You know, they they see that and they're getting a little wet when they're thinking about you. So they're just like, I just want to fuck this dude. Like, it's not anything other than that. So that they can tell their girlfriends like, oh, I fucked the comedian. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something to consider. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you into a hoe. But it has to be. I feel like in order for it to, to remain that, it has to be very quick. You can't like build it up. No. Yeah. It needs to be like a that kind of night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One and done, baby. No, it has to. It, it, the stars have to align for yeah. it. Like it's not something that you're just gonna be like, oh, let's see how this goes, and then it happens. It's like. Like, every night. Now, there's guys, like, I have a buddy back home, and I was on the phone with him, and he was like, dude, I just don't get it with the dating apps. You crush it in them. But, like, when I go out to a bar, I can just pick up a girl, fuck her that night, and then just, like, go. I'm like, that's what I want. I don't want to have to go on a dating app and then go through all I just want to go to a bar and fuck somebody. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So not everybody has... I've never actually went to a bar and just, like, fucked a girl. Like, it's... Yeah, me it's neither. difficult. I don't think that many guys have. No. 
Aria, have you <laughs> gone to a bar and fucked a girl? No. Oh. Damn, that would have been hot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you bisexual? Or? I'm not. That's <laughs> why it would have been hot. <laughs> projecting his sexual yeah. fantasies. <laughs> Question: Are we up to eleven? Eleven. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite way to meet a mate? I don't think that I have that. A mate or a favorite way? I mean, like do you like bars? Do you like dating apps? Or do you like? Um, I think that I really, honestly, my like. Can I just be like what my ideal way is? I yeah. Guess? Like my ideal way would be like. Like, the comedy thing is cool. Like, when someone, like, meets me, like, they see me doing comedy and they kind of, like, approach me. Yeah. So you're or, like, it never happens yet, but that's my ideal way. Well, that <laughs> happened once with the Herpes Girl. That that was based purely off comedy, added me on Instagram, and it all led from that. And then, like, general, just, like, like when someone is in, like, a, a setting that, that I'm in a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, that kind of thing where you just kind of meet and then it's like, oh, there's something here. It's like somebody that's around essentially. Yeah, like if it's a community, whether it's like a recovery thing or comedy. Yeah. That I like that. I think that but um like in an ideal world I have that like hopeless romantic thing where it's like I'm gonna meet someone like what would make me feel the best would be like I saw someone and I was like, You're the man, you got this and you go up. Like that would make me feel like I feel like that would set like and I went up and I approached them like in public somewhere and like or like you know yeah. that led to a relationship that to me would give me such a great like you ever think about that like man if I date this girl or if we end up getting married or something this is how we met ah I don't like that story you yeah. know what I mean like almost as a man too where it's like I don't want to be like oh I added them on Instagram and then I want to I want to feel like I exhibited like some 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 real like courage and that's no, how it started. You. It's you not know? like you swiped right and then yeah. she swiped right and right. then you guys got to talking. No, I'm with you. Why? The question is, why don't you do that? Um, fear is a big one. And then sometimes I just don't see people I want to do it with. But you. a lot of times it's fear. It's mostly... It's, mostly fear. It's mostly fear. That's like why... A, a big one, I see a lot of people at the gym that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. They shouldn't hit on people at the gym. Right. But then I hear that and yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. But, but then I'm like, also, where else am I? Gym, comedy. You, comedy? Yeah. Every but night. I, not, not every time do I meet people at comedy where I really want to do that. I mean, no. Are you on the apps? Like, what kind of apps do you use? I am on the apps. But I, this is like, honestly, I wish, I'd like to delete the apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't think anything comes of it. Mm-hmm. Imagine the girl, like, it's so rare that I match with someone that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like, and even if they are, they're not, like, I am, they're not, or they are, I'm not, like... It's so hard for it to be mutual. It's so hard for it to be mutual. And then, like, dude, also I've realized, like, as I maybe more aware or older, whatever it is, like, I need that, like, in person, it's so much easier. Like, oh, man, there's, like, I'm feeling a vibe here. It's getting me interested and excited. Like, oh, man, like, you know, like, you don't have that over the Mm -hmm. phone. You're just, like, you could just as easily be, like, ah, well, there's a hotter girl on this Pornhub. Like, like, it's, it's, it's not real. It's just on a phone. It's, like, you don't. You don't have that human connection. No, you don't. And you're 100% right. Like, when you meet somebody in person and you can, like, you're vibing. And, like, you're having an attraction. You're both flirting with one another. Right. And, like, you feel it build. And it's not like it's, like... Because it don't go from, like, zero to 100. I mean, it sometimes does. But a lot of times it's this slow build over the conversation. Right. 
as you were saying earlier, where like she touches your leg, so you touch her arm, you guys get closer, you start bringing up sex a little bit more, start whispering so she has to come closer to you, and then, yeah, <laughs> I'm good at this. Yes, uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> success stories like either a great conversation on a dating app that led to a great date or like a time you've approached someone at a bar or an event and you hit it off um tell stories of the times you've got games so people can take notes (laughs) let's see let's see I would say one success story at least to me was like as far as approaching people in public we were all playing volleyball one time and there was this girl dancing she was like blonde she was like a little bit far away but not too far away yeah and i was just like it was just getting me there i was like this i love her energy and i love this dancing and i love her body yeah and you know we're playing volleyball and she walks past to like leave it seems like and i'm like oh well i'm still playing volleyball but we have to finish the game <laughs> you know so we always it's so easy to give yourself excuses oh yeah and then the game wraps up and i'm like you know what dude fuck this like i'm not you know like life's short man and like i had that moment i said a prayer i was like god help me like to say something good, you know, whatever. So I walk up, and she ends up being showering. She's showering right by the, you know, where you leave. Yeah. And I'm like, I was just like, hey, I'm Danny. And she's like, hey, I'm whoever. And, and I was like, it was just like a wave of, like, you know, a rush of just dopamine. When you when you approach someone in public, there's like no better high. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like we're hitting it off. And, like, she's with her friends. I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing? What are you getting into? Whatever. And, um... You know, I just saw you dancing over there. I thought that was cool. And I just like, wanted to say what's up. And, like, maybe we could all go out later or something. And, and she said whatever. And, like, I took down her phone number. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll hit you up. And I walked away. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, so cool, you know. And then we ended up talking over text. And, like, you know, I don't know if I, like, waited till later that afternoon or what I did. She ended up coming back to the beach, which is another thing where I was like, oh, you didn't leave, you know. And, um, but she ended up being, like, kind of like a church girl. And there was like a hurricane, so nothing came of it. But like, anytime I've ever had a moment like that where I've like approached someone in public, regardless of where it went, I always felt good about it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I like it. Like, yeah. that's it. I also like how that story wasn't about, you know, the sealing of the deal, it was about just the initial approach. Yeah. Because, as you said, that's one of the scariest things in the world as a guy. Yeah. Is everything in your head is go, you're go, going through and you're just like what if she what if she just yells at me like yeah. I don't know what's gonna right. happen what if she starts screaming rape like, exactly like and, but when you finally do it and it hits it hits oh man that is the best feeling in yeah. the world like I the, there was this girl I, I've probably told this on here before I was gonna marry this woman the way that we met was we were at you're going to know my political views when I say this. I was, we were, I was in Texas at the Republican <laughs> State Convention for a Young Republicans thing. And I was sitting there by myself. I didn't know anybody. I saw this girl walking through the door. Yeah. I was like, that girl is gorgeous. I, she was looking around. I was like, she doesn't know anybody. So she was passing by me. And I said, you don't know anybody here, do you? She goes, no, not at all. I go, well, why don't you sit with me? And we got to talk. She was actually there to meet another dude. Wow. <laughs> and I took her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost married her. That's that Republican confidence, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you want a gun? We'll give you one after this. We're keeping the baby. That's honestly not a joke. I mean, I have a hand grenade right here. Wow. <laughs> Do you have any fuck-up stories? And by that, I mean, like, times that you should have made a move, but you didn't. 
Um, so many, so many. Um, like there was like a recent Facebook memory with someone that was like, it was this girl Emily, and she's like, she literally posted on my wall like after we had hung out, like, I don't love you or anything, but I like you. <laughs> she posted that on your wall. That's oh so embarrassing. God. And and I was like, oh my god, bro. And like this is a girl that's also like one time she like licked the inside of my ear. Like, we weren't doing anything. She's probably she, one of those weird horse girls. She she was one of those weird whore girls. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a good one. If by horse girls, you mean she liked ketamine. She, she liked that horse dick. <laughs> if you mean that she was clinically depressed and liked watching BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, she just wants that Danny D. That was a that was a fuck up. I mean, like like. like I don't think that was a fuck up because she sounds crazy. Oh, no, that's I mean, a fuck up. That's my that's what basically when I that was still virgin then, and that's like, I just there was so many of those where I was like, oh my god, I could have you know, yeah. done yeah. this. There's a weird the first girl I ever made out with, I was on ecstasy, and like we started making out. We we left the party ish. It was just like a couple people, but it was like we left the inside, went to my car, so I listened to Talking Heads, started making out, I started laughing. And she's like, why are you laughing? And I was like, I don't know. She, I, Maybe she said it, but she, it came out that it was my first time. And then, like, we didn't, it didn't go anywhere. But also ecstasy. She ended up getting sick, so who knows what yeah. happened there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, hmm, other fuck-up stories. I mean, so many. So many. I'm trying to think, like, sometimes, like, I, I feel like earlier, like, in my life, like, I used to kind of be able to get some traction but then I didn't I wouldn't be able to it wouldn't go like I don't know if I was I wasn't giving off the right vibe or something like there were some girls that I made out with but then we couldn't have sex but then like you know the one girl was like she was like taking a brief break from her from her boyfriend at the time so it's like you know maybe she just didn't see me as that just like a little something you know yeah what's the most degenerate thing you've done in your dating life Oh, um, I'm, I'm gonna say this: not whoring yourself out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count as dating. Uh, yeah, I just want to be clear. <laughs> We've heard that. Um. Well, damn. Um. I mean, I had sex one time in a car listening to Dark Side of the Moon. That's not degenerate. <laughs> That's. What do you mean by degenerate? So Can you like, guys give me an example? Like whoring yourself out. But like, not that. I don't know, like, I I was once dating a girl, and uh, it was during, like, this huge, like, whatchamacallit, uh, St. Patrick's Day party. There was only one bathroom in the whole place, and we went in there, and she gave me a blowjob for, like, 30 minutes while a line formed outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was a place filled with, like, all people in, like, their 60s, and it was me getting a blowjob in the bathroom. Yeah, degenerate. <laughs> well, this is a degenerate story. I was on, I was watching someone's dog. Yeah. Is, that, actually, I, I didn't realize that I had such a long history of dog sitting. It's a great but way to start this. The guy was giving me Xanax. Yeah. He said I could have some of his Xanax and moonshine to watch his dog. And so my girlfriend was there at the time. The girl Alex, the one that I was reading her Bible. Yeah. And so I don't know if you know anything about Xanax, but I'm not just going to take one. Okay. Even though you said I could only take one or two, I ended up taking, like, all of them. And I drank all the moonshine. Oh, God. And so, apparently, you know, I'm blacked out. So, I asked for a blowjob because my girlfriend was on her period. She gives me a blowjob. Apparently, I kept forgetting, and she gave me, like, three to four blowjobs. Nice. 
because I kept forgetting yeah. that she gave me a blowjob already. <laughs> that's pretty degenerate, right? I think it's, that's a great degenerate story. I mean, that yeah. has drugs, sex, and I feel like they all, all his stories involve drugs. <laughs> well, if, if you're talking about degenerate. It's hard to say, like, what... Like, degenerate during sobriety, like, I had sex with a woman who had a swastika on her back. <laughs> that's, that's degenerate. That's better. Like, what's degenerate? That's, why, why in a car listening to Dark Side of the Moon? I'm building you it. You I'm building do you it. You had sex with a Nazi. She wasn't, though. I see her as a person, and that was, that was a new dark part in her life that she got that on her back. She, she's not really a Nazi. She just happened to be on crystal meth, and then she met some people that, 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 housed, that housed her that were Nazis, and they made her get that tattoo. Gotcha. And on that note, I think I'm going to head out. Right. <laughs> nice meeting you. Bye, nice meeting you. <laughs> what are we up to? Uh, do you have any bad date stories? Well, I told you the Tinder one. Um, bad date, man. Bad date. Oh, man, why am I... It's been a while. Bad, bad date. Um, oh, here's a, here's a funny kind of bad date. Like, so this girl... Um, you know, she was into me or whatever, and, like, I was into her. She was hot, but, like, it was just, like, weird conversationally, right? Like, it yeah. just, we just couldn't get the chemistry going. So we go out to a movie, and we get back from the movie. She's driving. She's dropping me off. I'm living in a halfway house. It was actually a three-quarter house, fractional living. And uh, Is that a difference, or is that a joke? <laughs> no, it's not a joke, but the fractional living is a joke. But halfway house is, um, you know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's where like drug addicts live after rehab. Yeah, before they're getting out of prison. People. It's halfway of a house. They're yeah. not on their own yet. Yeah, yeah. Three quarters is the same as halfway, but you get more privileges. Okay. Like I didn't have a curfew okay. and um, stuff like that. So it's like a group home essentially. Yeah, group home for drug addicts. And um, so she drops me off, and then basically I just like was like, dude, I am not feeling the chemistry here. I gave her a fist bump, <laughs> and then left. <laughs> Still ended up smashing though. Like a couple weeks later, I basically hit her up late and was just like, "Yo, you want to come over?" And she's like, "Yeah, bet." And she came over, and we smashed. And then she came over and over and, and over, over again. And over. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Now, now the girl's gone. We can have all the yeah. dirty dog talk. Sex. Yeah. You're gonna make me bust. <laughs> oh fuck. You're gonna make me come. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh shit, you're gonna make me bust. Oh uh, god damn <laughs> So do you have any other bad date stories? Um I'm trying to think, man. Oh, this is a this is kind of a funny story. This girl told me the first girl I ever had sex with sober, she told me that she wasn't gonna have sex with me until we got to know each other. And yeah. she liked sports. She was into sports, right? Like, she was into football. Yeah. So, on Super Bowl that year, we went over to a party. Yeah. And I told her my whole fucking life story. Like, whole thing. And you can tell by my memory. Like, it was long. Yeah. So, I subjected her to that. And then I made her tell me my, tell me hers and so that we could have sex. Yeah. I think that's, like, like, like oh, we're going to get to know each other. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll tell you my whole life story. You tell me yours. Then we'll have sex, right? Yeah. And that's how that went. So then, like, I like that. Like, I really do. But, like, on the opposite end, what do you think is, like, the best date or, like, romantic gesture that, like, either you've been on or you've given to somebody or somebody's done for you? Hmm. I mean, 
offering to cure my erectile dysfunction was definitely up there in terms of like, you know, like I really just appreciate when a woman is just like, we will have sex. Like we are going to have sex. Do you want to have sex? Like, it's just yeah. kind of easy. Like it's easier that way when it's just like, yeah. it can be fun. You know, it's fun to of course be like turned on and get there. But I really appreciate when women are like very verbal yeah. and uh, aggressive. I, that's my favorite. Huge, shit. huge fan. Cause it's just like, all right, we're going to do this now. And then that's going to be fun. You know? Yeah. And it, it just, uh, sorry, go off of what you were saying. And when you guys were talking about how like you can't really separate sex a lot of what I've done in my life is just been friends with a girl and then just be like, we should have sex. And a lot of the time, they say yes. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I'm not that attractive. I'm a fat guy. I look like if a caveman came back to life and, like, nobody gave a shit about it. Right. That's what I look like. Yeah. So how the fuck... Like, you're an attractive guy. You should be able to just do that whenever you want. Right. Actually, I don't know if you're attractive. You, to me, if I was a gay guy, I'd be all over you. I think that I, I think that I'm generally pretty attractive. Yeah, you have a symmetrical face. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's good. So, that's your most romantic gesture. No, I, <laughs> I think that like, I don't know. I just like whenever someone makes me feel seen. Yeah. You know, when someone gets me and understands me, and we have like shared life experiences, or at least like they have a knowledge of like they're worldly enough to get it and I get them like to me that's the best you know I got you I just like the understanding is so huge to me you know yeah that's the biggest thing I think just feeling seen I feel exactly what you're saying for that yeah so is that also like the next question was gonna be what can you do to like ensure a second date with you I take it that's a huge thing yeah I just think that if we connect like if we connect and the physical attraction is there I'm going to want to see you again. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. Like, I'm trying to learn, because usually it's, like, very easy. It's, usually when it does happen, the connection is, is happening. Yeah. You know, so, the connection there, you know, not being a dweeb, not being a fucking nerd or a square, you know, I don't, I can't deal with pretentious or stuck up, any sort of, like, if you're just, like, someone who gets weirded out by things or grossed out, that's not gonna work I'm with you you know any sort of like uppity type of person yeah. you know if you don't really have kindness in your heart and you're not a compassionate human being like the type of person who would like not understand homelessness or something yeah or not understand addiction like I'd be like Mm-mm. you know you're just basically saying like nobody in South Florida like <laughs> no no very few people in South Florida well, there's tons of recovery people down here. That's true. I'll give you that. And then there's tons of, like, drug addicts and, like, wild people. Yeah. This is the wild, wild west. There's tons of wild uh, people, you know. Touche. But, in general, I am looking forward to moving and having a different dating pool. Yeah, because you're going to go to New York. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. Yep. And I feel like New York is a place where they don't give a fuck about how much money you have. But they also do at the same time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I think there is totally that group of people there, for sure, still. Yeah. But then there's also, like, people who are just, like, artists and, and they're, like, in the world like that. And they care more about your ideas. Exactly. It's... Your personality. From, from what everybody says, it seems like it's either you have a lot of money and you move there or you have no money and you move there. And those are the... Like, you can't just be doing all right in life and be like, I'm going to move to New York. That's yeah. why I don't want to live there. I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm poor, so it's good. I'm nice. glad that you said that. Me too. <laughs>
But I'm doing okay. Okay, you're doing okay. <laughs> I know, this whole place, this is literally where all my money goes to, is this apartment. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you how much this place costs, but you don't have to tell me. I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, so, like, other than those things... Oh, wait, where are we up to? What When you are talking to a woman, though, like, what is your favorite way to open when you do or like on a dating app what do you like to to say I don't I don't have like opening has always been like even with stand up sometimes I'm like I don't know how to open recently I've I've thought of a good opening joke Um, but it's always so situational Mm -hmm. so I would say that the same is true for dating where it's like opening is I don't that's the man I overthink it like what how should I start do I need to be witty what if they're like annoyed by witty like do I need to do a pun? What if they think it's cheesy? What if they think it's great and I don't respect them because it is cheesy? You know, like, yeah. whereas, like, once it's moving, I'm like, okay, this is great. This is when I really see. When yeah. you're in the meat of it, like, the opening, I'm like, I love the the craftsmanship and the the theatrical, or not theatrical, but I, I love, like, I can respect the craftsmanship and the production value of someone else being a great opener. But for me, I feel like the meat and potatoes is in, is in, once it's moving. So I don't really have a favorite opening pickup line. I just try to guess and wing it. And then if I'm in there, I'm in there, you know? Can we play Have You Met Danny one day? What's that? It's where I go up to girls at a bar with you and I go, Have you met Danny? And then I walk away. Yeah, probably not. But Why? It's the perfect way. Because they haven't met you yet. <laughs> and they're going to go, well, now I have to meet. I'm telling you, it's a great game. It's It just always feels like... Con- like it makes me feel like a little like like a it makes me feel make a witchy, you know? Is it? It just in my head, maybe that's my own insecurity, but it's like oh, okay, someone else hooked me up. Like I'm just like the timid, like it brings out all those feelings like, oh, I'm just a timid, like shy person, oh, you know? No, I get where you're coming from, but like it is it's weirdly a good opener just for the fact that it takes both people out of it and it brings a third party in that has nothing to do with it. So it's not like you're coming up, you're aggressive, you're you're pushing your way in. It, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm the one that's doing all that, and then you're left standing there being like, "Hey, I'm Danny," like, or I don't know what the fuck that was. But I get where you're coming from. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, I could see how it could be like, like if you like, especially with you, where you're like being really bodacious, and then both of us kind of have that immediate thing of like, huh, "That guy, huh?" Exactly. Anyhow, I mean, what's up? I'm Danny. We should play Have You Met Dan. <laughs> I think that I'm going to slowly get you to that point. One day we're going to be out at, at a mic and I'm going to be like, we're going to play this game. You only have so much time left. When are you moving? December 22nd. Shit. So I'm actually not going to see you when you move, dude. That sucks. Why? I, I leave on the 15th. For where? Texas. Oh, for the holidays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss you, buddy. I'm yeah. glad that we got to do this before you left. Me too. Um... <laughs> what's your best or worst date uh, combo you've had on a dating app oh man so, so many worst ones so many bad ones so many like what what the fuck are we doing here yeah I like to fuck around too because a lot of times I'm not interested like someone said recently on one of the apps um this is probably funny I like to just because I don't care I'm like I already deemed that they weren't what I wanted you know yeah so I'm like not gonna waste their time and she was like it was Bumble so she said what's something everyone loves but you don't and I said life <laughs> did 
she respond? She said, yeah, fair, lol. And you just ended it there. Yeah, no. Damn, man. Like, how... Because, like, you're talking about how you like to, you know, have somebody that's around, essentially. How long do you think until you're comfortable making a move or having them make the move on you when you're in those scenarios? Uh, no, there's no, there's never a too soon moment. Mm-hmm. If someone was going to say something to me, it's never too soon. And for me, there's nothing too soon. Like, I mean, too soon in terms of like, hey, do you want to date? Like, that's... But honestly, if you're like cold approaching someone, it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, how are you? Like, and then like, yeah, like I'm approaching you to do that. So like, it's probably, it might come up in the first 30 seconds to two minutes. Yeah. So to me, it's never too soon. It's all situational, you know? I gotcha. That's a good answer to that. Yeah. Because like, why waste time? That's my whole thing. Yeah. It's I'm attractive. You're attractive. We can have great sex together. Yeah. And it's just like, also it's like. That's what also makes it sometimes hard is like, and the overthinking is like, am I supposed to pretend that they're, like Louis had that joke about it where it's like, the only honest thing I can say to you is, hey, I want to fuck your face. Like, what, everything else is just a pretend game. Like, hey, how are you? What are you interested in? It's like, the only thing, the only reason I'm approaching you is because I saw you from over there. The reason I am talking to you is because I want to fuck you. It's like, uh, you see, you said Louie, I go to Mike Rabiglia. He has that joke where it's like, yeah, he probably wanted to fuck you after one date, but he thought three. Really, he probably wanted to fuck you after no dates, but he figured, you know, dinner might grease the wheels a little. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's exactly it. You just, like, everybody wants that. And that's, it's the one thing that we're all pursuing, but we don't talk about to anyone. That's why I love doing this shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like, speaking of, you know, all that, what is your, your favorite part about being single or and your favorite part about dating? Yeah. Favorite part about being single. Most of my life, I've been single. Yeah. I am single most of the time. And what I like about it is that I don't have to... For one, there's always potential energy in the air. Like, it's kind of a cool thing because, like, at any moment I could meet someone. At any moment... I could, oh my God, that person is, I've never seen someone so beautiful. I've never seen someone so interesting. And I could just fall in love at any moment, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. So like, the, to me, the chase is always available. Like, the that's always a potential. I could always be exploring something new. Some of the best parts is like falling for someone or, or getting involved and being infatuated. So that, I always have that potential in the back. It's like when you're on heroin, like sometimes the best part is like when you have money and you're on your way to get heroin because in that moment it's like you know you're going to get the thing and you're on the pursuit of that thing and so you're almost like not even withdrawing anymore and then once you get the thing that's also the relief like oh I have the thing now but then afterwards you're like okay I have the thing and I don't really want I don't need the thing anymore but I have the thing which is good because if I didn't have the thing I would you see what I'm saying? No, I get it's it. It's kind of like that with dating where it's like, when I don't have it, I, I want it. Yeah. But then once I have it, I'm like, okay, I have it. And I know that if I didn't have it, I would want it, which is why we keep it. Yeah. Because it's like, I keep it so that I won't need it or want it. Exactly. But it's, it's like, it's not the same rush as the pursuit, you know? No, I'm with you. It's uh, I've been working on a bit about this where it's like, 
because every time I talk to somebody that's like, you know, in a relationship or married and they've been forever and I tell them like my dating stories because I, I, I go out, I used to go out a lot, like, yeah. and you know, they, their response is always, man, I wish I was single so I could do that shit. Yep. And I've realized it's like basically like the same way single people like pitch to married people being single is the same way that like, you get pitched like a multi-level marketing scheme. They're like, man, you can get with anybody. But nobody wants to fucking get with you. Like, as you said, you get all the, the like, I have the ability at any moment somebody can come by, but it's not happening. Realistically, it's like, yeah, someone had a joke that's like, when you're single, you can have sex with anyone. It's like, no, I can have sex with anyone who wants to have sex with me. Yeah. You know, it's like... When, yeah, there's a lot of like loneliness in being single, and you have to really be good, and you have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be good at spending time with yourself. You have to like yourself. Yeah. Hopefully, you should be pretty interesting, because otherwise, there's some people who just cannot do it. They're just boring. Yeah. A lot of boring people have to get into relationships quickly, because it's yeah. like, they're fucking, their whole life, like, they have no idea how to be single. They, yeah. They'd be clueless, you know? Um. But that's what, another thing I like about being single is that you don't... I'm always thinking about my life. Like, like what is my life? Like, um, I mean, not always, but a lot of times. Like, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. Oh, I'm a comedian. I'm this. The, when you're dating someone, you, you start to think, like, oh, like, this... Like, you're, you're thinking about another person and, like, how does that fit into your life? And it's, like, it starts to go into, like, okay, so are we going to get married? Or are we going to stay together for a couple of years and then break up? Isn't that going to hurt? Like, it's this weird thing where it's like, it, it feels unnatural to me sometimes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, you have to, like, think about this other person. It's, like, no longer just your life. And that's kind of a drag for me sometimes. Like, I'm hoping that I can find someone where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's, like, awesome. Like, and I think as more time goes on, I start to get a better, like, like, because, like, you know, earlier, like, five years ago or something, you, like... Well, of course I should be single because I can be with anyone. But then time goes on. You're like, dude, life is busy. You spend most of your time trying to stay alive and, like, trying to make sure that you have a place to stay and and food to eat. Like, there's so much time. Like, you can't really – I can't. I don't dedicate so much time to finding pussy, you know, and and, or finding love. Like, so it's like at a certain point you're like, dude, if this is good, like, it would be nice to have that thing solved. You know, it would be nice to have groceries in the fridge every night. You know, like – if someone is is reach, you know, if they meet your requirements, it feels like it could really simplify that part of life. Yeah. You know, so that's like the drag of being single. But at the same time, when you're single, you can still, you still paint this picture of what your life can look like. And I feel like when you're dating someone, that stops. Yeah. As, at least in the romantic sense, because you're no longer like, the story is is written and it's it's going to, it, it should it's probably going to go in this direction, right? Yeah. Like marriage, kids, whatever. Like you can't, it's hard to slow it down. Like, you know what I mean? It's why they call it settling down because right. you are settling. Yeah. Then like, it, that's such a negative term when you really think about it. Like in any negotiations, oh, well, I settled for this, you know, but when you talk about a relationship, it's a positive thing. It's just, I don't know what that means, but there's something there with that. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, we just have to get to the point where we're happy with what we have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that as time goes on and I become more mature, 
Like I was, I had this fantasy in um, my bed, not like a sexual fantasy, but recently where I was like thinking about like maybe I go to New York and I meet this girl, and I almost like saw her in my head. Like she has tattoos, she had perfect tits. That was just they weren't like massive, but they were like nice, pretty. They were a little bit bigger than. And they were like firm, yeah. Whatever, dude. Like that, they 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 were they were nice. And she had yeah. some tattoos, and she had like this confidence to her. And I was like, in my head, I was like, because when you're single, you can have that. Where I was like, that would be nice. I think I could just do that. Like if she was like, like I don't care about a ten, but she's got to be. I want it to be a ten for me. Yeah. And she's hot, and she's and she's cool. She's in recovery, and I had this, and I'm like, that would be good. Like I'm ready for that. Like I think I'd be ready to just like have a girlfriend, you know, and just like. Because you spend enough time alone again, single, and you're like, yeah, dude, I don't want to be, I don't really think, like, I have never really had a hoe phase. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm almost 30. I don't think that I'm just going to become a guy that just, like, bags bitches every night. Like, maybe, like, I think, oh, well, if you're on the road, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, at a certain point, maybe you're just like, this is it's this is as good as it gets, you know, like, and not even like maybe that's actually what I really want. I just have these this weird FOMO that keeps me from enjoying it, you know. Not with you on that, like that you just are you talking about the, the FOMO of being in a relationship or just like fucking hoes? The FOMO of being in a relationship and feeling like you haven't had enough sex or gotcha. that you should be fucking other people too, or that you want to be fucking other people. And when I spend time, it's weird because when I'm single, I'm like, I think I could just be with one person. And then when I'm with someone, I'm like, I think I want to be with more people. No, I get it. And like, it's about when you're in the relationship, not having that feeling yeah. is such a powerful thing. Right. Like I'm just man spreading. <laughs> no, dude, I'm fine with it. It was just like, I had to say it. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's, your, what's your least favorite thing about dating? And um, being single. Oh, yeah. I guess we kind of talked about all I, that. Yeah. I guess we kind of did, so let's but, skip that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we can skip it. What's your must-have checklist for a partner? Um, I'll just kind of shoot off here. I mean, like I said, I've realized about myself, I, they need to be physically attractive. I yeah. need to be turned on by them. Yeah. I've realized I really would like to learn this lesson, like I was saying, of like, I would like to be with someone who makes me horny. Yeah, you know what I mean. At least in the beginning, like I, I want you to make me horny because I feel like, and it seems shallow to start there, but it's like I think that's it, man. I think it, it's based off that, you I know, like because we're gonna, it's got to start on that, you know, because otherwise I'm gonna be dissatisfied, yeah. and then I'm not gonna be able to be present for the other parts of the relationship because I'll be thinking about I want to be with someone hotter. Exactly. And again, I don't need like I quit watching porn. Hopefully, I'll stick with that. Like I'm not. I don't think that I'm too unrealistic. About who I am and what I can, what I can get and what I'd like to get, but um, so they got to be attractive, um, good conversation, smart, like I said, caring, um, compassionate. I feel like a good sense of humor, a good sense of humor, like because you know I'm gonna want to joke and life, like just having conversation is ridiculous. Like yeah. to me at this point in my life. 
that's how you handle life is humor. Like exactly. life is absurd. You have the same conversations over and over again. You're doing the same shit over and over again. Someone who knows how to go into this other place, which is humor. Yeah. That's the, that's how you keep life interesting. That's how you tolerate life. You exactly. Know? I was uh, hooking up a girl that I invited me over to her house. I didn't sleep with. One of the things that she said to me, she was like, "Everything, every question I I ask you, you answer with a joke, and then you gave me give me a serious response." I'm like. Yeah, because the serious response is going to be boring. Mm-hmm. The serious response is going to be this bullshit. I'm going to open with something that I think is funny. If it doesn't make you laugh, I'm going to laugh, so fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know what else about the serious thing? It's like, dude, I don't know if you've experienced this, but we change. Yeah. Like You asked me six years ago a serious question, and I give you a serious answer. Okay, I listen to that now, six years later, and I'm probably like, oh, that was all horseshit. Yeah. It's like, because it's like, it's still, we change, our opinions change, we change, like, but you know what is timeless? A joke. Yes. Because if it was funny six years ago, it's probably still fucking funny. Exactly. That's why, like, philosophically, humor is, like, weirdly, like, this pursuit of objective truth. Because if it's funny, that's like a real quantifier. Like, that's a real value. That's a real empirical thing. It is funny. It made me laugh. Like, there's truth in that. You know what I mean? Like, there's an edge. There's, there's, it's, it can be defined. Yeah. Whereas, like, a serious answer, okay, all the philosophers argue. They have different takes on everything. Like, you know, psychologists and shit get on these YouTubes and they fucking argue with each other. Like, politics, like, it's irrelevant. It, it, it all depends on, like, which era you're living in through history and what's most important. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but a joke. It. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I do, Danny. I like it. I like your philosophy. I also like how your must-have checklist is, like, extremely reasonable. And it's one of the hardest things, though. Everything that you fucking put on that list. It's like, oh, yeah. Attractive, good person, sense of humor. Like, that's essentially it. Right. Why is that so hard to find? (laughs) I don't think it's that hard to find. Why don't you have it? (laughs) that's a great that's a great response I think well I think that's the thing is that I'm usually finding the other things yeah I find good connection good sense of humor but then I don't find the attractiveness you know or you know or I find the attractiveness but then they have herpes you know yeah um unfortunate whatever yeah but then of course it's like yeah I don't want to do that though because like what if you're not the one and now I have herpes? You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. That's I, a risk. There was a, a girl I went out with and we were hooking up and I felt really bad she came back to my place and we were about to, you know, do it. And she was like, I have herpes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to fuck you. Interesting. Okay. And, uh, because Respect. I, and she, she respected it, but like she started to cry. Yeah. And like, I felt so bad, but like, I'm not going to dip my pen in that ink. That's smart. And the reason that, like, it, it happened, and I'm, she ever listens to this, I'm, I don't remember her name, so I feel bad, but she, um, like, her ex-boyfriend cheated on her, mm. got herpes, and gave it to her. And so it wasn't even like she did anything to get herpes. Right. And now it's affecting her life. And yep. like, she was an awesome person. I was yep. just like, I, I'm not... That's the most terrifying thing. I've been around the block. Like, my body counts in the triple digits. Like, I can't believe I have not had an STD. 
Right. Like, I've gotten tested, nothing. And I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I mean, I'm engrossed, but uh, yeah. herpes. Oh, we were, we were just talking about the herpes thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I thought you were going somewhere else. I don't know. Sometimes I just... Oh, yeah. Well, because why can't you find it? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, And I guess you're right. I mean, that is a good point where it's like, yeah, shit, I haven't found it. I don't know. You know, I, I but I'm not too worried about it. Like, that's another thing, and that's something I would add to the list, is I hope that... I think that... I could add to that list over and over again. And I would know... I think that I would know as I spent more time with someone, but, like, I hope that they're curious, you know? Which is weird. My dad used to say that. It kind of annoyed me. But now I realize about myself that I am curious, right? Like, I don't know. It's just like I want to know new things. Maybe I'm not curious about the same things. Maybe I don't want to look about, like, be curious about science. But it's like I want to watch new movies. I want to, I want to experience new things. And it's hard because, like, the more life you live, you're like, I just want to know what I like and I want to do that. Yeah. But I still fight that. And I still try to do new things, read new things, have new experiences, be open to the idea of, like, liking new things, you know? Yeah. Even if it's just within the things that I like, you know? Um, but I guess like I would hope that the person is is um is not insecure and they're confident and they and they have their own things too because yeah. I think you have to have your own things and so maybe not even curiosity passion yeah you know if they're a passionate person so they they're gonna be they're gonna want to be passionate about something and so that means they have their own thing too you know well I think definitely I think those are both good and they're completely different because the the curiosity is basically an indicator that this person's open to growth as a person. Right. Because if you're not curious, if you're just like, this is who I am, this is my stuff, you're not growing if you're just, you're, once again, you're settling. You're settling with who you are. Yeah. You don't want to, you think you're the best version of you that you're going to be because you're not pursuing something for growth. It's one of my personal philosophies is always try to be the best at something. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, try to be the best. Because if you're gonna, if you miss that, you can be great. You can be amazing. You can be good. But let's say your goal is to be great at something. Okay, you, you're not great. You can be good or you can be bad. You can be okay. So always strive for the top because if you don't hit it, there's so much below you. Right. It, but if you're doing that, you have to continue with it. And as you were saying with the, you know, the having a passion, that's beauty man that's what they need that's what you want like when you find something that you're actually passionate about that's it makes your heart whole well that's the thing that I was saying too is to bring this back to dating is that like I have things that I'm passionate about so you're like man why can't we find that but it's like I don't even really I have faith that it will happen when it's supposed to happen but it's also because I'm fucking living a life where I'm fulfilled uh-huh. And I'm doing shit like I have a show tomorrow. Like I had a show yesterday. Like I'm pursuing something. So I am. Yeah, sure. There's like I said. Sometimes I get lonely at night. Sometimes I get. Oh man, it'd be nice. Like today, I was driving here. I was like, it would be nice to go to an event and to have a girlfriend. Like I had that thought. Like you know that feeling where you're just with someone. And you're like, yeah. oh, it's cool to do the human thing when you have someone with you. It's just like you can just be somewhere. And it's just like a cool feeling to have a girlfriend. You know? Yeah. I get that, but also it's like I'm doing this now. Now later I'll do something else. Like. That's, I don't worry about like, oh man, why don't I have someone right now? Because yeah. I have faith that that will happen when it's supposed to happen. Whatever that, like, you know. And in the meantime, I'm fulfilled and I'm content. So I don't even really worry about, I, I, do, I do believe those people are out there. I think that I'm an exceptional person. 
And I think that as a result, I want to be with another exceptional person. And I know that that's a little bit more rare. So I'm willing to pay the cost in terms of time and waiting and patience to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not someone who, I don't like mediocre. I'm not a basic person. I don't, so I know that the things, I'm pursuing stand-up comedy. In order to get at the most proficient level and whatever, like that's going to take time. Yeah. So I know that's the things that I want in life are great. And so I'm willing to pay the cost to put in the work. No, I'm with you. How long have you been doing stand up? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Damn, you're fucking good. Thank you, man. Like, seriously. I've said this before, and I'm not just saying this because you're here and we're on a podcast. You're one of my favorite comedians. End of sentence. Like, (laughs) like, seriously. That's why when I got to see your special, I was like, yeah, like I was excited about it. Hell yeah. Anyway, that's enough dick riding. Please, <laughs> please uh, watch, subscribe to my YouTube and watch my special when I put it out. It's called My Ex Drug Dealer. And I, how, so it's going to be on YouTube? Yeah. How does that work? What do you mean? How does YouTube work? Like the science, the, the engineering behind it. Like algorithm? Yeah. Like, no, like, like it goes to space out of the satellites. Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, jeez. Fucking, fucking part of this and you don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just, you just upload it to YouTube then it's there. I just, I, I was waiting for this just so I could ask you. I just I wanted to see your response. <laughs> anyway, back to the, que- the actual questions. No, but seriously, guys, that was a great special when I watched it. Um, Live. Yeah, I was there. What is, what's your body count? Ten. 10? I like how you just said that like definitively. Because well, I thought about it earlier in the pod. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's 10 women that I've had sex with. There there would be 13, but engine failure. I got you. Like, I was like, the one girl, I like ate her out, and like, I think I rubbed my, I tried to, there's three specific girls, 2018, that I met up with, and we were going to have sex, like, their vagina, like, well, the one, I didn't see her vagina, but. She was she was she blew me, but it didn't work. Gotcha. Yeah. So ten, but it, it could be thirteen. Sometimes I think about those three. I like how you like leaned back and you were like <laughs> ten, like <laughs> ten motherfucker. Like, yeah. Like it was some alpha shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I've had sex with ten women. Uh, I love it. That's respectable, man. Yeah. Like just, seriously. Just an average guy, man. What's the most degenerate thing you've done in your dating life? Didn't we do this? I thought we did. I don't know why that's on there twice. I didn't add it. Um, what's your most awkward sexual encounter? Well, should I mention the thing that we've been cock-teasing people with this whole time? If you want to. That's, I mean, that's definitely... I don't know if that's awkward or traumatic. I'll mention it. I'll just bring it up because I feel like we've been cock-teasing people. But my first sexual experience with another human being was prostituting myself for money. And it was my boss from Subway. And what happened was, I worked there and he, he only hired straight guys that he thought were attractive. Okay. That's what it seemed like. And so, he basically was like, hey man, um, I'll give you a blowjob for money. And I was like, no, I'm straight, but you know, I'm not homophobic, that's cool, whatever. And then like, long story short, he worked an elaborate gay con on me. That's <laughs> okay. what I call it. That's, I coined that phrase. I Elab- like it. Elaborate gay con. Long story short, I'm on drugs, and so I'm vulnerable, and I'm in a susceptible position. I come into work one day, and he's like, hey, I got $60, and it's Vicodin, if I could just see your penis. And I was like, how would that work logistically? He's like, well, basically, you just 
It's like you're changing in the back. It was just me and him in the, opening up the store. Yeah. It's like you're changing, and I just look. And I just look a little bit longer than a person would normally in a locker room. And I'm sober, and he has drugs on him and cash. So I'm like, okay. So I let him. And it's weird. But then immediately afterwards, I have the rush of $60, and I take the bike in. Yeah. We smoke a cigarette. Like, we're just friends. And it's like, all right, well, this isn't that bad. So then, you know, next time I come in, hey, I got some Viking in. Can I see it again? Sure. Hey, can I give you $60 to take a picture of it? Sure. And then, you know, he invites me over to to uh, jerk off in front of him for $150. And he's got Xanax over there. And he wasn't giving me Xanax at work because he knew that was my thing, right? Yeah. So he was giving me Vicodin, but he had Xanax or Klonopin. Gotcha. So I go over there, Klonopin, Rum Chata, Coronas. Um, get fucked up immediately. Just he's busting it down, snorting, yeah. snorting them, popping them, and I'm getting really fucked up. And then he's like, "Are you ready?" And my in my head, I was like, "I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna get fucked up. And then when it comes to that, I'll just leave." Yeah. Now I'm over there. I'm fucked up, and I'm like, haven't really made that decision one way or another. It's all happening really quick. And I'm like, I mean, so I go to the bathroom. I try to jerk it off. It doesn't work. Come back out. Long story short, everything starts to turn into like a brown out blackout situation. Yeah. Now he's like. Hey, I'll give you 200 bucks if I could put a hand on it. Whatever. I'm already here. I'm in the bed. And then his partner was there too. It was weird. Now I'm like completely blacked out. He's like, uh, or almost blacked out, but I remember this much. And he's like, um, I'll give you 300 bucks if I could put a mouth on it. And I'm like, whatever, fine, you know? So then apparently like afterwards, he, you know, I can't perform, but he's he did all this. You know, he put his mouth on it and stuff. And I couldn't even stay hard or get hard or whatever. And then I'm, like, yelling, like, homophobic slurs, like, tearing his place apart, like, looking for more drugs. He yeah. drops me off. He pays me 300 bucks. Then I'm, I stay in a blackout. When I come to from the blackout, I bought $300 worth of Xanax. I come to from the blackout. He's like, hey, you got to shift at Subway, and I'll pay you $200 if I can finish the job. And I still have two Xanax on me. So I'm like, all right. I take him. I get over there. He blows me. Perfect timing. As soon as the blowjob's over, I uh, blackout. And two hundred more dollars spent, you know, immediately on Xanax. Yeah. And uh, I did get fired from that job not too long afterwards because I started just being like, I had that sense of entitlement, like you fucking ruined my life. So now yeah. I was like stealing from the store, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all the shit, trading sandwiches for Xanax bars, you know. <laughs> it sounds like you're making out on top though with a, a sandwich for a Zanny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like sometimes, like people that I knew would come in and I'd be like, hey, if you hook me up, I'll hook you up. Yeah, and then I would, they would get like six sandwiches. They throw me like a couple Xanax bars, and like, you know, they were going back to the trap to like feed everybody, and I was like feeding them and getting drugs. And that's what's up. Yeah, it was sick. That sounds sick. Yeah, I, was, uh, I mean, you made close to a thousand dollars for what amounted to one blowjob. Yeah, I guess not a thousand. I mean, five hundred. Still, it's half a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's sad is a year later, I was on heroin, and I hit him up. I was not a virgin anymore. I had a sex with the other girl. And I was like, hey, do you have any work for me? And he was like, yeah, $70. And I was like, fuck. Like, I've been doing a joke on stage where it's like, people want to say, people say you should know your worth in life. Yeah. You don't want to know. <laughs> So that's 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 and then I did. He blew me for seventy dollars in one Xanax, and I was on heroin. So I bought heroin later that day. Damn. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I lived a full life. Yeah. Well, I don't mean that sounds it. So that's probably the most traumatic slash awkward. Yeah. 
what are you what are you into sexually? It's a weird transition from this. Um, yeah, it is, but well, it, it but it's actually not though because a lot of what people are into has to do with trauma. And yeah, I would say I like it rough. I like when women are into choking, slapping, spitting, all that stuff. That I love that shit. Yeah, just. I like the daddy thing. I like when they call me daddy. Yeah. You know? I like the... Uh, I like dirty, man. Like, just filthy shit. Like, just like... Um, I like dirty talk. Like, I like when they do it and they're good at it. And they and that's get... That's rare. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then when they get you into it and you're saying shit and it doesn't feel awkward, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I like uh, I like when they like... like I like when they really like it. Like, they like love the depraved shit. Like, when they... Yeah. Beg for your cum. Oh. oh, I want your cum. Give me that cum. Yeah. Like, shit like that obviously gets me all the way there. Of course. Anytime they say things that are nice about what I'm doing, you know, you have a nice cock, this is amazing, you're fucking, you're the shit, all, all that stuff is obviously great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's that's the answer to that question, right? No, I, mean, I like that. Um, no, like, bondage or anything? Mm, not really. I mean, I haven't tried it. Okay. But I'll be open to it. Yeah. But I definitely like to be in control, too. I'm with you. Well, I'm I not saying you be you yeah. be the... No, I know, but I'm just saying I don't really like to be submissive. And I don't like to be, uh, like, condescended. I don't have any of that, like, simpy stuff going on or cucking. I'm with you. I'm just, you know, your traditional kind of male kind of guy, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, it's like, you know... One of the weird things is, I don't think I've ever brought this up on here, like, I like watching, like, cuckold porn, but not from the perspective of the guy that's, you know, like, in the corner. Like, I like the perspective of the guy that's fucking that chick in front of her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit's hot to me. Like, yeah, Yeah. like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be a bull. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't really, I have watched it once, and I did, that was pretty hot. Like, I think it was Lena Paul. Oh yeah, 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 and it was the same. I was the guy, and he's the fucking asshole, and she's getting fucked in front of him. Like, and I was the guy who was like, "Yeah," and you know what? To be honest, I, I like, um, I've never done it. I've never cheated, and I've never, I don't think I don't. I've never cheated, and um, I've never been with someone who was cheating. Yeah, as far as I know, but I do like the fantasy of that a lot. Yes, a hundred percent. Porn and in my own head, like sometimes even sometimes to be to be real with you, like I've, there's people I know that are dating and I even like their boyfriend and I still like, you know, I'll jerk off to the idea of them. I feel and bad. I don't. I feel bad about it. Like immediately afterwards, even though it's a fantasy. Yeah. But like I like it in the fantasy of like, oh yeah, yeah, you're oh you know you're fucking me and like we shouldn't be doing this. He's at work or you're fucking me so much. I love fucking you better than him. All that stuff. It works for me. No, a hundred percent. But if you ever got the chance, you'd be like, probably no. I think probably no. Yeah, it's. Uh, I hope you never get that chance. Yeah, thank <laughs> like, you. It, and I mean that in the best way possible because that's just the like. The fantasy is great, but just the idea of just ruining another person's life, like in real life, sounds horrible. Oh, it sounds so bad. It's horrible. How could you? I don't understand how people do that shit. Man. Like that's my whole thing. It's like if you're gonna cheat, man, like just fucking end the relationship. But here's the thing: is that for some people, it is normal to them. Like morality is so subjective. It's like, and also I understand that like it really is a rush. I yeah. get that. 
It's it's got like I know people. I've talked to people. It's a rush. Yeah. I've even talked to people that are more self aware and more honest. Yeah. And more introspective, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, it's an incredible rush." Like, and you know, like, I get that because also that if say you're into that, yeah, you could never like if you're into that. You can only get that if you were dating. Yeah. <laughs> if you're really into cheating, you can only do the thing that you like if you were dating someone else. Yeah, and there's people that do that. And even if you're like, oh, we're in an open thing, well, it's not cheating anymore. So yeah. it wouldn't give you the rush. Exactly. It's a... It's, so it's a mindfuck. It's, it's a fucked up Like, thing. I thought about this the other day. Like, have you heard of consensual rape? Um, I... Yes and no, I guess. It's like rape role play. Yeah. I thought about this, and I'm thinking about maybe even doing a bit about this or adding to the, the bit that I have or whatever, but if, if a girl asks you to rape her, and, like, it's a role play, whatever, it's a fantasy, but, like, sometimes, like, I've heard of stories where it's like, okay, I'm going to be at my house, here's the address, you have to break in, I will give a struggle, but you are allowed to rape me. Like, I want you to rape me. I'm going to make it so that you have to rape me. Yeah. Say you're like, okay, I'll try something new. What's weird about that is like, how does that feel psychologically? Are you now into rape? Like, I say you rape someone. You really enjoyed it. Now yeah. you're like, wait, do I like raping people? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, is that my Do you want to find that out about yourself? I don't. I never would. Dude, now I just do this because this is going to make my partner happy. But now I'm like... We like I remember there was I was watching porn and I'm yeah. not I'm not trying like I said I haven't watched porn in like a month two months I don't know I'm trying not to but there was one porn remember the stuck porn yeah there yeah. was a stepmom that was stuck and I was like wait a second I like that she's stuck what does that mean about me yeah she's kind of like I know these are actors and actresses but I kind of like that she's stuck and that she's acting like she doesn't want it yeah what does that mean does that Am I getting off on rape right now? What the fuck's happening? You know what I mean? I'm with you. And it's like, I was like, all right, I don't think I should watch that video anymore. Or if I watch the video, I should be like, these are just actresses. You just like the aesthetic of what she's doing. It's not, or what she looks like. It's not that. But then I'm like, yeah, but it is that. It's the story behind it. Yeah. Okay, so I think me and you are very similar with what we're into. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, like, I don't get the guys that are just like, I'm going to watch, like, a compilation. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I need to know why these people are fucking. Like, I want there to be, like, a really fucked up reason. Like, I don't want it to be, oh, you know, as I, I said, like, I, one one time I searched for a loving couple because I was like, that's it was just the mood I was in that day. Never found it. Never looked for it again, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Then it's just immediately after that, let's go to, okay, fertilization clinic, doctor fucks her. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, what is this? How do you how do you, how do you handle rejection? Um, you know, just kind of. Uh, I don't because I never get rejected. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's always tough, but I just feel my feelings. Yeah. I think that's a big way to do it: is feel your feelings. It's been a while because also that's part of the thing is that. Maybe one of the ways that I handle rejection is I don't put myself out there enough because I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. It's a scary thing, man. You know? Um, but usually, like I said, the cold approach, even I've been rejected with the cold approach. Or it's usually most people are pretty human. 
So yeah. it's, it's very subtle. Really. Yeah. Most people are not putting you down in some sort of crazy way. Yeah. So usually it's still a rush just to have approached someone. Yeah. But I think that I just kind of like handle it. Like I just, I feel my feelings. Maybe I like let myself sit in that for a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. But like, honestly, it's been a long, it's been a while, honestly. Like I can't really think of any specific incidents recently of rejection. You know, that's either a good thing or a bad. Thing. But it's also like I said, I'm not seeing things that I want, and I'm not going after it. So, that, I get it because yeah. like that's been my, me for like a long time. Where it's like I, I'm, I, I want to pursue something that I'm like, damn, I want her. Exactly. Like, there was one girl this year that well, there were two girls, three girls. But there was this one girl I'm remembering, and like I met her at this thing. We we hit it off. She I told her I was going to go do an open mic. I said, "Don't come to this." Yeah. She came to the open mic. I bombed, but she was like all about me the whole night. And I was like, "I really like this girl." So I invited her out to a boat that I was going to be on the next day. And like she brought like snacks for everybody. I was like, "I really like this girl." Yeah. But the fucking problem was she never would respond to the text messages. But like. She was like, if I don't respond, just message me and I'll get to you eventually. I'm like, I get it. She was a busy person. She had a kid. She worked a full-time job. But like, it was always when I was about to be like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. That she would call me up and be super apologetic. Mm. And it just, it kept on building with that. It got to the point where it just, I had to send her one final text. I was like, listen, I'm not going to text you anymore. If you want to come after me, come after me. But never heard from her again. So I think that's really the answer to that. Like the rejection there was the hardest I think I felt in a long time just for the fact that it wasn't rejection. It was it was in a way, but it wasn't. Well, yeah, in a way, the implication was that she didn't want you because she didn't show up with her actions. Exactly. But she also didn't say, hey, Trace, I don't want to do this. Because most people, honestly, that's the thing. It's like, again, like what me and Ari were talking about. Ari, right? Ari, yeah. Ari. Like, she probably, whatever that 60%, that 70%, oh, I'm going to keep this guy in the back burner, keep him around, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what a lot of us do because it's, we don't dislike the person. If we engage them at all, there's something there. Yeah. Ah, he's hot enough, or, ah, it sucks to be lonely. But... You know, so most of us aren't like just downright telling people no, you know? Yeah. I've even told people no and then still ended up having sex with them because like, yeah, I did like you in some ways or whatever, like Yeah. Shit, you know, like maybe you weren't sexually attractive but you you're charismatic and this and that, like and I'm lonely and I wanna put my penis in something, so No, I'm with it's you. hard to like really really, really reject someone, you know? No, real rejection and like also when you're trying to let them down too easy, it can also come off as a negative. Like, where I, I was once at a restaurant, I was flirting with the waitress, she was flirting back, you know, and I was like, we should go out sometime. Like, and her response wasn't no. It was, no, but how, oh, you're so nice, but oh, no, but, ah, uh, but you're nice. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine. It's not affecting your tip at all, don't worry. She's like, but you're so... Uh, I was like, okay, and I got a buddy there, and he was like, I was like, this is, now I'm getting pissed off, like, now you're going way too far with this. Right, 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 and just let me know. Just like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't me being like, fuck you, no, and the whole time I wasn't even showing any signs of it, I would switch over, even when she was doing it, but she continued with it, and it's like, dude, rejection is such a, a, a 
balanced act to do it correct. Yeah. It's fascinating. For sure. So, <laughs> what's your best advice? Sorry, next question. Yeah. For somebody to be good in bed. I would just say be open, be verbal. Like, mm-hmm. verbalize your needs. Like, if you didn't come, like, it's okay. I'm someone who can, like, accept that. Like, like I want to I make you come. Yeah. So, if that means that I have to go down on you and eat you out for fucking two hours. Yeah. Like, because that's just your fucking uncle molested you or whatever. Like, you know, that's that's okay. Yeah. You know, I would rather that we both have a good time, you know. Um, dude, just imagine, like, how fucking <laughs> crazy that is to someone that doesn't have a good sense of humor. I know. Right? <laughs> like, it's all what? real. It's real. Yeah. But, like, yeah. And I don't mean any disrespect by that, but I'm just... But yeah, so I would say be open, be verbal, be communicative. You know, it's if you could talk about sex and be open about it, you're probably going to have a better time. What do you need? What do you like? What do you not like? 100%. What do you nose? you know? Like sometimes, like recently, girl was into choking but not slapping. Okay. Okay, I can deal with that. You know, yeah. like, let me know. Well, let me know what you want, you know? So I think that's it. As long as you can communicate and you give a shit and you have effort. Um, and you're like a, you're, you're like, you know... I think if you're a wild person, you're going to be fun. You know, you're going to be more fun. Oh, yeah. But, you know, to be adventurous, you know, and to be, uh, but if you're open and uh, open, because then you might be surprised what you end up liking, you know? Yeah. What's your best advice for single people? Um, I would say this is going to sound super cliche, but be yourself. Because mm-hmm. seriously, like be yourself, be... Which means find out who the fuck you are and just worry about, don't worry, but well, just do, like, find out who you are. Spend time with yourself. Get yeah. to know yourself. Really explore that. Like, look at your mind. Become aware of what you think about, what you're, you know, and then pursue becoming the best version of yourself, you know? It, be honest. If you're fucking not good looking, like, if you're not in good shape, go to the gym. Start crushing the gym. Get a good body. Like, I've seen so many women, they got no butt. They go to the gym for two years, they got a fucking dump truck. Oh, yeah. That's going to increase. Like, for me, I was at one point, I got sober, I was overweight, whatever. I went to the gym. Dude, you start being in better shape, that helps. Yeah. That makes the rest of you, you might have been a great person all along, but sometimes that's not enough. We're all shallow, you know? 100%. So, I would definitely say fucking <laughs> work out. You know, take care of yourself, exercise, and then, you know, basic shit. Shower, you know, dress dress the part. That's a huge thing. You know, but be yourself, good hygiene, work out, and then also literally learn, like, learn to love yourself. Again, cliche, but if you're confident and you're not needy, mm-hmm. you're going to be so much more attractive. No, 100%. Um, the loving, you know, it's cliche because it's true. That's the thing I think that people don't realize with it. It's like, cliche works because it's a tried and true method. Right. It's just we, we talk down to those things because we want to have some, like, obscure thing that's going to change the world. Right, like, if you go to Chick-fil-A's on Thursdays at 11 p.m., <laughs> you'll find the love of your life. Like, exactly. no, it's, it's a simple shit. It's, you know, maybe you're not interesting enough. Maybe you need to read some more and... and Maybe you need to work on your conversational skills. Like, maybe go to an improv class. Like, yeah. learn how to be more present. Take care of yourself spiritually. Whatever it's, it is. Like, become a better person. If you're a fucking good person, 
and you work on and that's something you can work on it's not whether or not you're born that way I've seen people who used to be fucking drug dealing mm-hmm. you know criminals all this shit become exceptional people because they adopted a new philosophy for life yeah. and changed their value system to be about helping others and making the world a better place and now they're an exceptional person you know so it's like if you're single it might be your fault yeah no 100% uh, when it's like I'll just keep on saying 100%. Uh, but it, it, the truth is you can't truly love somebody else until you love yourself. Right. Like I don't get these people that bounce from relationship to relationship to relationship because it seems like you're just trying to fill a void that isn't there. Yeah. With, you're like, I don't like being alone. Therefore, I'm going to find another person to fill that hole. But like it's being single is a wonderful thing. Being yeah. single is both terrifying and the most freeing thing you can do. Yeah. And once you get past the whole, I need another person, the way that I've been looking at it is if 99% of my life is going well, why am I focusing on that 1%? I have hundreds of people in my life that love me. Right. I don't have a girlfriend. Right. That's one thing out of everything else. Why, why should that be the issue here? Yeah. yeah. Especially when you think about what it really is. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have the honeymoon phase. It's nice to have the infatuation. But what is dating? Like, okay, like a couple nights of the week, you have sex. Um, you go on some dates. It's great. Don't get me twisted. But like, when you really think about like more of like on an objective level, what you're missing, yeah. it's not your whole life. Yeah. Your whole life is not a relationship. It's just a small part of your life that colors the rest of your life. One hundred percent. But. Not having it, like the actual logistics of what you're missing, isn't as much as you think. It, it probably would be helpful to view it that way. Yeah. Like, okay, there's three nights of the week that I would be with someone that I'm not. You know? That's it. And, like, when you're single, man, you're never having the... Very rarely have I been, especially lately, where it's like, every night, it's a different girl I'm going out with. Yeah. Like... Also, that shit's annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever had it where it's just like when you're killing it with getting girls and you're just like, oh my God, this no, is wonderful. No, I've never had that. I'm going to change that. <laughs> and, you know, when you were talking about before, sorry, this just this came to mind when you were saying, like, don't be boring. I remember, I, I hope that this kid doesn't take offense to this if he listens to this, but um, I was going over somebody's dating profile and it said, it was what, what three things I can't live without. It was... TV, movies, video games. And I was like, bro, that... And I told him this. I was like, you come off as the most boring person on earth. Like, yeah, it's terrible. That is the worst thing that you can do. It's like, find something that excites you. Like, you wrote you. that? You wrote that instead of killing yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said it, I didn't. <laughs> but, like, it's just... It's TV, about, also, TV and movies is the same. It's don't, the same. You don't need to list that twice. Yeah, all that you can say is media. <laughs> yeah, you could have just said I'm passionate about media. That would have been a better way of painting how boring you are as a human being. Yeah, it's like, and as you said, if, if that is the case, find a way to get past that. Because yeah, movies are great, television's great, but you're not actively doing anything. It's the most passive thing possible with those two. Yeah, you're sitting there and let it come to you. Like that, movies and TV are things I have in the background while I'm cleaning and ironing shirts like I mean I I'm an active consumer of media like I don't like to do it passively like so if I was watching a movie it's a thing but at the same time like I'm not saying I don't do that no no I, I know I'm saying it's like it's like 
Yeah, I mean, like, but... So, are you doing it to the best? Like, are you, like, do you know all the movies? Do you have, like, a great take on it all? Like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. There's people that are going to fucking love that. A lot of people in relationships, all they fucking do is watch TV. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, there's someone for you if you want to stay at that level. Yeah. Sure. Totally. But, like, you have to be willing to settle with somebody that is willing to do those things. And I yeah. think a lot of times when people are like that, and I, I don't know about this person, but I'm just saying a lot of times, they, those people are the most picky. And it's interesting to me, this is what I'll bring up earlier. It's a lot easier to get with a beautiful woman than it is an okay looking woman. And I think part of it is because the okay looking women set weird standards as beautiful women a lot of times are just like, I want to see who's into me and what's happening. And they're not getting approached as much because guys don't think that they can go after it because they're so... They're scared in their mind. They're thinking, this person is flawless. I don't... If they reject me, that's going to kill my ego. Which, weirdly enough, you should be thinking, this person is perfect. If they reject me, all that I'm doing is not getting rejected by a perfect person. Like, I can work my way there. But, like, if you get rejected by, like, an okay-looking woman, who cares <laughs> like either like, that's worse because sorry not who cares it's worse because that person is okay they're not the this thing that you're fawning over they're not this person that you're like oh my gosh i yeah. need this in my life but you're oh you're more okay with that than you are the best the pinnacle right. it doesn't make sense when you think about it yeah it's like the jim carrey quote where he's talking about his dad he's like my dad taught me a valuable lesson because my, he's like, my dad could have been a comedian, but he he didn't want to fail, so he tried to be whatever it was, like a fucking janitor or yeah. secretary, but then he got laid off at that, and so it taught me a powerful lesson is where it's like, if you could fail at what you don't want to do, why not fail at what you want to do? Exactly. You know, that goes back to what I was saying with strive to be the greatest, because if you fail at that, there's so many steps below it, so yeah. you have to judge your life based off of what you can fail on. This is a very depressing way to end this. <laughs> well, there is one other. Question. There is one more. Sorry, I didn't realize that. We could be real uplifted. We're also very hungry. We've been doing this for a while. I yeah, mean, I'm hungry. I can eat. Yeah. I have a thing at nine, but seven thirty. I have a thing at eight thirty. Nice. We both have things. Look at us. <laughs> stuff. Life is filled with things yeah. and stuff. So, what? Final question. Okay. What's the best advice you can give to somebody that's in a relationship? Well, I would say as someone who has not been in a lot of relationships and relationships that didn't last that long I you should take anything I say with a grain of salt but since I am on a podcast and I'm being asked a question and I have you know whatever traits of the egomania I have um, of course you know I will of course launch into this yeah. and and spin my wheels on it because why not I like hearing myself speak you get on uh, stage for a living <laughs> you but talk I, at yeah <laughs> but I you know I I guess just right off the top of the dome like the best advice would be to would be to work on yourself Mm -hmm. you know work on yourself individually because you know learning how to communicate with other people uh, interacting with other people and then realizing what you have with your person would make you more grateful Um, but I think yeah communication learning how to communicate properly so doing the work so that you're more aware of your shit like when you, when you become aware of like, oh, when I say this, it makes them feel this way. Or, oh, when I do start doing this, I'm actually doing this because of this. Yeah. Like all that, that kind of like therapy, spiritual work, 
you know, if you do that stuff and you become a more self-aware individual and, and more centered and more confident, like, yeah. that's going to help in your relationship. You know, I would work on that insecurity, work on that jealousy, because that shit seems like from the outside, I'm like, oof. Whenever I see that, I'm like, oof, you know. Let your, let your partner be, again, so if you're confident with yourself, let them do their thing. Don't be insecure. Don't be jealous. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess be open. Have fun. That's, I'm just trying to think about what, what I would like. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's what um, you should do with this question. Is what, like, uh, unless- I guess thinking about relationships that don't work, it's usually those, those couples that are like, fighting all the time and they don't know how to work out their shit it's like do you guys even like each other like what's going on and it's to me all that stuff just circles back to those individuals having not worked through their shit by themselves yeah no I'm with you you know so Danny it's been awesome having you do you do you have anything you want to plug while you're on this I mean I already did but just check me out on Instagram Danny Fallon haha Check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. YouTube, I'm about to put up a full-length special, My Ex-Drug Dealer. It's going to be about 52 minutes. And so please check that out if you've listened this far. Thank you. But if you get on my Instagram, you'll see the rest. But it's Danny Fallon. You'll see me on all platforms. And uh, that's the big one coming out. So thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, As always, you guys can catch me uh, around my Instagram is at it's trace time. So I just want to say thank you guys. And Danny, it's been awesome having you. And just to close out, I just want to say you guys are awesome. Like just for sticking through these and listening to this. And it's so appreciative that you guys come here and take the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. It means a lot. And you guys are truly loved by us for doing it. Wherever you go in life, just try to be the best you that you can be because, Mm. as I said, if you miss it, you're still going to be great. And that is the most powerful thing that you can do to your life is strive for greatness. I just, I want to leave you guys with that, as I always do, a, a weird message at the end and just say, I love you guys. You guys are cared for. And please, whatever you do, strive to be the best. Amen.